Mill, where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. It's the guts and it's the glory. A hundred stripes, a hundred stories. It's the Pledge of Allegiance on the 4th of July. It's them handwritten letters from home It's them sleepless nights alone It's his newborn baby he left with his wife Mr. Red, White and Blue Lay down his line Mr. Red, White and Blue For these stars and stripes Hey of Indiana to the swamps of Louisiana to the golden coast of California Uncle Sam's the only family he's got his purple heartbeat won't stop 
And his 18th birthday was the day he was born. Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better, beloved, better butter half. v Hello, Patriots. With uh, This night obviously started out a hell of a lot better than last night, last did, night did, since we're on time. And we can hear ourselves. Hey, How amazing hey, is that? Hey, what do you know? We're always a step up. Props. Yeah, you, and, even, you got home early, too. You, you might actually see a little change in the image tonight because... Uh, Justin old, old Justin squared me yeah. away. Yeah, and, uh, as he promised in the chat in his uh, show today. So if y'all aren't checking out Cannabis in Combat at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern on Twitch, you definitely should. It's a great show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the better shows. But tonight, hopefully, you'll like our show because we do have a special guest with us. Yes. Uh, Alpha from the Alpha Warrior show yes. is with us. Yeah. And if you haven't checked out his podcast, uh, go check it out. Um, I, he's on all the major platforms, I believe, correct? Yeah, I think he got ditched off YouTube. We'll talk to him about it, but play play his his intro. So I actually pulled his intro off of uh, YouTube, and it it can describe him better than either one of us can. So. Yeah, believe so. Yeah. So we're just gonna let it go. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're lazy like that. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. 
That didn't really uh, explain. I'm sure it did. Freedom, military, okay, um, fight, fighting for the Constitution. Yeah, that, I'll bite with that. Yeah, and honestly, he's much better at making videos than we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. That was obviously <laughs> very well done. <laughs> as uh, as Kyle said from the Big Dumb Podcast, uh, high level production value right there. I don't know if he's talking about our lighting, which he says also makes you look uglier, or um, if he's talking about Alpha's video. But let's. I'm not let's... really attractive to begin with. So <laughs> anyway, without any further ado, uh, Alpha. Welcome. Welcome sure. to the show. <laughs> How's it going, you guys? Awesome. Great. So tell us your story. I've, I talked to you a bit on Twitter here and there, um, and I've been in a couple Twitter spaces with you, and I've heard bits and pieces of your story, segments of it, but um, what what do you do and why do you do it? <laughs> <This> is, <clears throat> Isn't that a rough one? I know you're Please sick. Please forgive me. It, it, it figures. I try to get every, I try to clear my throat. Before you guys bring me live, and as soon as I go to say my first words, it's like the devil's like, hey, I'm going to make you cough up half your lung right now. That's so I, I do apologize to the audience. Uh, I didn't mean to be crude. I'm battling a little bit of a flu right here in my house. Um, but hey, it is what it is, and we keep pushing, you know, and there, you guys will know that from the Marines. Crude, so no worries on that score. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my story, so why I'm doing what I'm doing, so... For anybody that's watching before you judge my lighting or anything like that, I got zero broadcasting experience, um, zero YouTube podcasting. Um, this is all a whole new banana for me. So um, I'm just doing it because uh, part of our government, an extension of our tyrannical government told me that I needed to shut up. And, you know, from your guys' other co-hosts, you know, I'm a Marine. You know, I did law enforcement, but the one that one thing I'll be forever is a Marine. And you don't tell a Marine he can't do something. It just doesn't work that way. So. If we go back to January 15th of 2021 last year, um, I was right here in my house. It's a little bit before six in the morning. Me and my family are asleep and we were awakened by sounds of a like an explosion, a loud boom. My truck alarm was going off and my house alarm was going off. So my initial thoughts were some drunk probably hit my truck and the truck hit the garage. That's what I was thinking. So I get up, uh, run to the alarm panel to start to turn it off to go outside and investigate what's going on. And as I'm turning it off, my wife is like, get away from the door. So we rent uh, an Adobe style home. So the front door is textured glass. So you can't see through it. But I mean, like I said, you know, glass, you can see the shadows and silhouettes. Well, on the door, there's about a dozen red dots. And I'm very familiar with what these were. Oh, yeah. So at the same time that that goes off um, or that I noticed that uh, my cell phone rings. So I answer my cell phone and it's a dispatcher saying this is the FBI and we have your house surrounded. Now. I'm completely shocked, one, because I'm like, why is the FBI at my freaking house? I'm a good guy. I got zero criminal record. You know, my my last, you know, run with the law was in 2003 with the tinted windows ticket. You know, that's that's as much as my criminal life went into. So my kids are freaking out. My stepdaughter's crying. I gather them all in the hallway of our house. And I'm like, listen, it's the police. These are the good guys. Everything's going to be okay. Um, I put my AirPod on because there was no way I was going to walk out the front door with anything in my hands. I've seen that story before. And I told the dispatcher, hey, let them know. 
Um, I have my AirPod in my ear, my phone's in my pocket, nothing's in my hands, and I'm stepping out. So I heard I heard her relay it to the the troops that were outside. I open the door and I walk outside. And in my front yard is an armored vehicle. Uh, some people know it as a Bearcat, with the turret on top and a guy with the rifle. An entire element of the FBI SWAT team. Um, one guy starts giving me commands. I start to approach him. Um, there's a drone in the sky. The entire street is blocked off. And because I've been part of these tactical operations, I was pretty sure that, you know, behind my house and everywhere else is also, you know, an entire perimeter. So as I approach them and I turn around, they tell me, put my hands behind my back. And for the first time in my life, um, there's handcuffs that get put on my wrist and I hear the click, 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 click. And this time it wasn't for training. So I feel I'm angry. I'm hurt. I feel betrayed. I have a lot of questions and I'm asking, you know, where's the warrant? Where's the search warrant? So um, a little bit about me. You know, I did about a decade and a half of law enforcement following my Marine Corps career. And when I was in law enforcement, you know, I worked gangs. I worked undercover. I was a detective. Um, so I did a lot of high risk entries. So, you know, I was part of a, a gang tactical team. So I'm very familiar with these kind of operations and how they work from the very beginning to the very end. So as I'm asking for the search warrant, they're like, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So they go and they sit me on the sidewalk. And as they're sitting me on the sidewalk, the worst part of that day's events takes place. I'm watching the FBI and it's been a rough day. So I'm going to try to keep the alpha alpha right now and not get too emotional. But this part makes me mad, you guys. But I had to see my wife, my stepdaughter and my son get pulled out of my house with guns pointed at them. The, the sweetest, most lovable people that I know in this world. And they got guns pointed at them. Now, I chose a life that involved this kind of world with the, with the military and with law enforcement. They didn't. And, and as uncomfortable as it was for me, who's been on both sides of it now, I can only imagine the level of fear that they had. And I'll tell you what, how it affected my stepdaughter before we end this. So what I did notice is my wife didn't have our new two-month-old daughter in her hands. So she's sitting across the sidewalk. She's telling the FBI agents, hey, I need to go in. My, my newborn baby's in there. My newborn baby's in there. And they wouldn't let her. I start pleading with the FBI guy that's babysitting me. And I'm like, hey, listen, man, our, our newborn baby is in the house. She's two months old. Can you let my wife go get her, escort her, follow her, whatever you got to do, but let her go get the baby. They wouldn't let her. Well, because I'm familiar with these kind of operations, and granted, I know it, I live in Southern California, and I know everybody thinks it's always hot, but, you know, during the cold time, it's still pretty cold. So I said, listen, clear the living room. It's not like we got a lot of stuff for an extravagant house. I go clear the living room, make it safe, take my family in there. That's, that's what we did. And we did that for people that were in the criminal world. So eventually, um, by the time the sun starts to, you know, break the mountains, um, they took my family inside and I didn't really know what happened to them from this point on until afterwards. So they go, they keep me handcuffed. I'm just in shorts and a t-shirt. They walk me around the side of my house and they take me to my backyard where I sit down and there's about three or four SWAT team operators um, with their gear on surrounding me. And then finally the two FBI agents that are going to head the investigation show up. So as soon as they sit down, there's two FBI agents. The first one who's an actual FBI guy. His name is um, Agent uh, Armenta. And then there's another one that's assigned to the task force, but he's also from the Rialto Police Department. And his name is uh, Detective Candace. So the two agents sit down. Armenta from the FBI says, and I'm asking for the warrant because I still haven't seen the freaking warrant. And he's like, we're going to get it. We'll bring it to you. And so he opens up, as he's opened up the folder, he says, well, we want to talk to you about your social media and it being potentially violent. 
Well, if anybody doesn't know, I'll tell you right now, and I'm hoping everybody has heard it, never talk to the police, ever. Whether you did something wrong or whether you didn't do something wrong, you never talk to the police because unfortunately there's some bad apples out there that will take what you say out of context or minimize things you say or don't include the whole statement. So it's never going to benefit you at all. So as soon as he says that, I said, listen, nothing on my social media is violent and I want my lawyer. Well, that did not matter to them. Now, granted, this is the federal um, institution, not local PD. And I'm, and I know my family's inside the house. So as he opens the folder, I see screenshots, printouts of my Twitter account. So I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. So he says, well, we want to question you about some of these posts. And I said, listen, man, nothing on my shit is violent. It's not. And my, so fo- whoever doesn't know my Twitter account, it's X alpha warrior X. I have the same Twitter account today that I had when this event took place. And before that event, I've had it for like 10, 11 years. I have been banned. I've been put in, in twit mode, just like a, probably, probably most of your audience has, you know, for, you know, saying shit that Twitter doesn't like, but not, nothing that I've ever violated for violence or anything like that. So every single tweet that they questioned me about, and, and I'll summarize a, a few of them for you guys, didn't even get a Twitter violation. So as I get into this search warrant, I want everybody to pay attention. As I tell my story, I'm also going to add to it parts of the law that everybody needs to understand because I'm in a very unique position to where not only did I go through this, but I know what it takes to do these things. I know what the requirements are. I know what the probable cause is. I know what the elements of the crime are. I know these things. So when they told me that they had a search warrant, first thing I'm like, there's no way they could have had probable cause on me unless they lied about something. So one of the tweets they asked me about said, um, and like I said, you can go to my, it's still on my account. If, you, if anybody's curious, but it said, um, would you fight with me? Would you even die with me if you had to, as this evil takes over our country? Now, the last time I checked, that's the patriotic shit. Anybody in the military and law enforcement posts, everybody yeah. should be okay with that. I'm not saying hurt. I'm saying, will you die to protect our country? Defend it from evil. Here's the other thing. You can die for your country without ever throwing a rock. And for anybody that thinks that's not possible, I suggest you go read a story about Tank Man, a famous photo out of China, and you'll learn a little bit about that. So when I explain this to someone, like, it, it doesn't mean anything violent. It's about fighting for this country. The next um, tweet post that they questioned me about had the date of 119, or January 19th, 1 slash 19. And they're like, well, what's this mean? I said, well, this is the day that we all think, because remember, this is January 15th, so the 19th hasn't come yet. Yeah. I go, that's the day a lot of us anticipate Trump is going to drop all the election fraud. I go, so that's what, that's what we, what we're hoping for at least. So these are the tweets that they came after me for. So what they ended up doing was they got a search warrant for my house. They also got, because of California's red flag laws, they got a gun violence protective order, which is a civil thing. So I'm currently in a criminal matter and in a civil matter, they removed all my firearms from me on that day. So Here's two questions that were asked. And I can tell you guys, I've literally been part of thousands and thousands of interviews. and I've never asked either of these two questions. The first one is, they said, who are you registered to vote with? And I answered Republican. What? The second question they asked me is, who did you vote for? And I said, Trump. And the only reason I answered is because I don't give a shit. And I'll answer that today. And I wanted these assholes to know, because you're here, you're not fucking scaring anybody. That's who I voted for. Deal with it. But the, the problem with it is 
is you see mainstream media, you see the left, um, you even see some politicians on the right that are trying to say what's happening to all the January. And I'll explain to you guys how it's tied into January 6th. But they're trying to see, explain how everything that's happening in our country is not political. I lit- if, if there's no other stories out there, share this one. Because I literally was being investigated by the FBI and they asked me who I voted for and who my po- political party was. That's okay. proof right there. Kind of like you understand what I'm about to do here because, you know, Nick you're, was also you, in law enforcement and you an were investigator a cop, as well. You understand how this works. So I'm going to ask some basic questions to get a background. So, for instance, uh, where were you on January 6th? Just for edification purposes, just for clarification. Um, I don't know, for here until Epiphany. On January 6th, I was in Palm Springs, California, working. Okay. We were in Washington, D.C. Yeah. At the Capitol. Um, No, we never entered the Capitol. Not in the Capitol, but at But we were at the the Capitol, Capitol, yeah. And we were watching everything that took place. Uh, Next question. On your Twitter, which apparently is what they were all worked up about, at any time, did you threaten any person's life? Did you ever threaten the overthrow of the government? Did you ever threaten anything that would constitute anything that would could be mistaken as a threat towards violence, uh, you know, outside of what you've already told us? Absolutely not. And I'm going to guess that you're you're still on Twitter. So Twitter never banned you or removed you, unlike me, who was removed January 7th. Yeah. Because I was an idiot and got on my cell phone while I was in Washington, D.C., around the president at that time. And you know how that works around him. There's things that stop signals from getting in, and there's things that suck up signals going out. And my signal got sucked up going out. And uh, I got booted from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, every social media platform I had. and gilded. I I was wiped from. Yeah. In one day. But that's nothing compared to the FBI banging down your door before sunrise for wrong think. Yeah, that's a that's a little crazy. But anyway, I apologize. Wow. I just okay, wanted to sorry. get some Keep background. Going. That's it. No, absolutely. And, and feel free to ask me any questions as we go along. If it's anything I can't answer, I'll let you guys know I can answer. But for the most part, I can be completely transparent about everything. So and for the record, so everybody knows I got no problem with January 6th. I would have loved to have been there to be a part of all the good stuff that went on. Um, so I don't want anybody to think I have a problem with it. I, there are a lot of patriots like yourself that were there. and I support you guys. As a matter of fact, here's an interesting fact because it wasn't in their investigation as of what we've seen so far. I was invited to January 6th by a coworker. And they, because they took my, because they took my electronics, they know this message. I was invited and I explained to my partner, hey, listen, you know, money's tight right now. We have the newborn baby. As much as I would love to go, we're just not in a position to do it. A few days later, same coworker, he's a good guy, said, hey, talk to the wife. You can go. And the only thing you'll have to uh, put up for is just food. And as tempting as that was, you know, I just couldn't leave the wifey back home for a week with the, with the newborn baby. So I declined. They knew this and they still went and proceeded with what they did. And I'm glad you're in law enforcement because a lot of what I'm going to say, you're going to be like, what the fuck? How did they pull this one off? I, I'm already so, there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everybody knows. Um, and I'll try to go through it quick because it's a very long fucking story. Um, take, take your time, honestly. Like this is a two-hour show. We did a big news show yesterday. I I, I want to get the details on this, so you know we can we can run through the the onset of Pluto later. <laughs> All right then. So they go through my house, um, and so here's some of the facts that took place while they were at my home. 
when you when you deploy a search warrant, you know, tactical team goes in, 99% of the time, you're going to work from the front threshold of the home and work your way back. There are exceptions to that if there's something specific you're looking for, but the majority of the time, you're going to work from the front of the sidewalk and go all the way to the back of the house. So in this situation, that's what they did. Um, my truck was in the driveway. They went, destroyed my truck. The inside of it looked like, I mean, somebody was trying to <laughs> burglarize it. It was terrible. After that, they went into the garage. The garage was turned upside down, literally destroyed it. Then once I got into the front of the house, the first bedroom you come into is my son's bedroom. So for everybody, just to remember, this was on January 15th of 2021. This was also my son's 13th birthday. They go into his room and they destroyed his room. It looked absolutely, I mean, it's just, it's, it was bad, you guys. It was really, really bad. Then the next room that you encounter is the living room, um, the hallway, and my stepdaughter's room. Well, at my stepdaughter's room, at that part of the hallway, is where my wife has put all of what you see behind me, is where that used to be. Um, some of the awards that are on there is an award from the FBI, signed by that piece of shit, James Comey. Um, but I have awards from Senate, I have the award from Congress. I was very lucky to have a law enforcement career that a lot of people dream about. So, and that's a whole other story of what I'm fighting there because I didn't want to do something shady. So when they get there, they, the whole element team stops and my stepdaughter, she's with the FBI agent in her room. She hears some, one of the guys, she refers to him as the bald guy. If I remember correctly, I think that's the team leader. One of the guys asks him, Hey, are we going to arrest this guy? And the bald guy replies or the team leader says, no, I think this is one of the good guys. Now, the reason this part of the story is important is because, remember, I told you they completely thrashed my house up until this point. Yeah. The remaining part of my house, which is my stepdaughter's room, our master bedroom, the living room, uh, where is my studio now that I'm in, was completely respected. My bedroom, which is the bedroom that has all my firearms, where you think would have been the one that was ransacked? Nope. Completely. I mean, just it was like two different search warrant teams went in there and handled it. But what this tells me is that the agents, you know, the ones that put together this this mission and did the briefing, probably had these operators thinking that they were dealing with a legitimate domestic terrorist, some really bad guy, some dirty cop. I mean, they probably painted the picture of, you know, one of the worst people they got to deal with. And these guys were fucking pissed off when they were going to come to my house. As they went through the house, as they dealt with me and dealt with my family, they realized whatever they said this morning, they sold us some bullshit. And it reflects in, like I said, the way they treated my house. So the other thing I want to add is before they left my home, I had asked the, the two FBI agents, I said, well, what do you guys want me to do? Do you want me to delete my social media? Like, what's the point? And the FBI agent, uh, Candace replies, he goes, no, why would we want that? I'm like, you just came to my house on my son's birthday with fucking um, flashbangs, a drone for what? For fucking Twitter. And what he said was, well, you need to look at this as this is your opportunity to take the off ramp and not tweet stuff against your government. Now, this is the part that just blows my fucking mind. My tweets were talking about, hey, they're trying to suppress our freedom of speech. Hey, if Biden gets elected, they're coming after our guns. This is the shit that they're saying that I'm talking against our government. But yet they're at my house for freedom of speech, my tweets, and they're taking my guns. The you very two things actually going on right now. Thought that? The stuff that you were tweeting about, Ben, is the stuff that is actually going on right now. I mean, it was it was premonitions as much as anything else. We all saw the writing on the wall. Biden is coming after our guns. I, I also think you had a, I think you had a former Marine in there because uh, he probably saw 
all the stuff hanging on the wall and said, whoa, hold the phone. Y'all just need to slow your roll and just kind of stopped them because I would have done that. Even if I was that guy, I, I would have stopped them. I've been like, nope, I don't think we're in the right house or we came to the wrong place or somebody else is doing something else. that's highly illegal. Yeah. There's, there's more to this story than what's being told. I, I agree with you, brother. Um, so they say that and I'm pissed. I'm like, I said, you guys, I'm hurt. I'm pissed. I, you know, my family's upset. I mean, this is my son's 13th birthday memory. So they end up leaving and they come back on January 20th, day of the inauguration, and they arrest me as I'm working. So the way this goes down is I'm working for the school district. I was their gang officer and their security guard. And I get a call from a buddy that was coming on shift and who also used to work law enforcement. He's like, hey, bro, um, there's unmarked units around the district office where we come back to drive our vehicles. And he goes, and there's two Palm Springs PD units across the street. Now, I already know if you have unmarked units and, you know, two marked units with a cage, That's it's a because you're coming to make an arrest. You're not coming to have another conversation. So I call my boss, who happens to be a friend, and I say, hey, listen, this is what's going on. And he was already aware of it from the couple of days earlier. I said, I don't want to make a mockery of the school district and, you know, local media paint this picture, you know, or photo all over local newspapers of some security guard getting arrested with all the school emblems on it. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy. I go, so I'm going to go home. I'm going to change, give my bank card to the wife, kiss them, because um, I don't know how this is going to unfold. And then I'll head over there. So if you want to meet with me, he says, yeah. So we go to my house and that's what we do. I change into some civilian clothes tell my wife, hey, here's the card. Here's the pin number. And here's the phone tree of numbers of people you need to start contacting. We had already kind of prepared for this if things ever got worse. So we go. Um, my partner calls me. He says, hey, they're asking if you're going to be coming back in. I say, yeah, Tom, we'll be there in about seven minutes. I drive over to the gas lot across from our school district and Palm Springs PD comes. Now, with Palm Springs PD, the majority of these guys, I know them. We've worked together. So the sergeant comes over, a really cool guy, a guy that I know, and he goes, hey, uh, Luna, you know what this is about, right? And I'm yeah, it's about my social media. And he goes, no, he goes, it's a, it's about an assault weapon. I'm like, no, I go, it's about my social media. They were just at my house five days ago. And he goes, no, it, it's about an assault rifle. I'm like, no, it's about my social media. At this time, here comes over the same two FBI investigators, uh, Armenta and Candace, and they say, hey, um, we have an arrest warrant for California Penal Code 30605, which is possession of an assault rifle. So right here is where I got to be a little bit limited on what I say because there's an active case going on. But this is what I will say because I've been very public about it. The rifle that they're charging me with is the same rifle I used in service as a cop for over 10 years. Now in California, our qualifications are very strict. So every time we qualify, our serial numbers on our firearms are documented, they're recorded, Every single time, even if you go and you qualify for with three or four weapons, everything's documented. So aside from the information my department has, I have my own DOJ letters and everything for my weapons. That's where I'll leave it there. I'll, you know, everybody can kind of put two and two together to figure out where they're going with this. So I've arrested people for this just plenty of times, and it usually has a bail of around 30,000 or 35,000. California, we got to pay 10%. And so that would have been about 3,000 or 3,500. This is what I'm kind of doing math in my head. Cause like I said, we don't have a whole lot of money and I'm not trying to stay in county jail when I've worked undercover. And a lot of the guys that I've arrested are in these very jails. Yeah. So I ask him, I go, Hey, what's the bail? And he responds, it's a quarter of a million dollars. What? So my jaw, my reaction was the same as yours. 
I'm like, what are the other charges? And they're like, it's just the one assault weapon charge. So I go, okay, that means they did one thing. They did what's called a bail enhancement form. So I'm sure all the other states have it, but in California, to get a judge to sign off in a bail enhancement, that means you have to paint the picture that this person is so dangerous, you got to make it almost impossible for them to bail out. It's usually something we do in like the worst cases of like domestic violence or like child sex crimes. To this day. And or there are charges forthcoming. There are more charges forthcoming. That this is just the first one, but there are more coming and we don't want you to run. That's basically why they do a bail enhancement form or what I've seen at least. To this day, and we're now what, 14 months after the fact, all of our, all of our requests to see the bail enhancement have been denied. We haven't seen it. They have not provided it to us. So, For real. so, so to this day, there's so much discovery we haven't seen. And I'm going to get into the corrupt shit a little bit later, but to this day, we, we don't know. Here's the other thing. When they made the arrest, they only gave me a face page and a partial on the search warrant. So that told me right then there's a sealed document, which is I, I kind of anticipated or would expect that. So what we found out from the search warrants, because the media actually got a hold of it. Imagine that the media can get a hold of it, but me and my attorneys can't. Mm. One of the lines that read in the, the search warrant and arrest warrant, and this is the part that needs to give everybody very, very much call for concern. They said, because uh, Alfredo Luna is a former combat Marine and has former law enforcement experience, he is fully capable of inflicting violence. That's, that's the first part. So they didn't say, hey, because he's these things, he has discipline or he has this. They didn't outline a prior criminal history. No, they literally just decided to take my history from the military and law enforcement and make it look on its face violent. There's zero things in my military background. There's zero things in my law enforcement background that support this. So, you know, people can make what they want out of that, but that should let people know. The second part in the arrest warrant that is, the, is probably the most concerning to me is the thought crime portion. They said that Alfredo Luna has showed the January 6th as a triggering event and shows potential to disrupt the inauguration. Now, I want everybody to understand, if we can get search warrants and we can get probable cause on search warrants, give me one second. Yeah, go ahead. Who's here? Down to come back in an hour. Sorry about that. No the great part of live, right? Yeah. So, and the, and just so you guys know, the little ones know that, you know, they won't interrupt unless it's something really, really important. So. Our, ours um, are in the room and they won't either. So we gotcha. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. So what I'm trying to tell everybody is if we can get search warrants on thought crimes, you give me a couple of citizens like yourself and some other cops and we can end gang violence in a weekend. There's a reason our constitution doesn't let us get search warrants based off thought crimes. It, it is crazy. So, so like I said, that's what they had on there. I wish I had more information as far as the search warrants, but like I said, they haven't given us anything else. The second page of it just outlined um, all the different firearms that they collected from me. So now we get into the local media, right? Cause local media is going to take any opportunity to, to paint a former cop or someone that's a conservative as, you know, while, you know, right wing extremist wing nut. One of the things that local media did, and they did this on Twitter. So this is the part that was crazy. The newspaper was the desert sun. They went, posted the article of what happened, posted an image of the front of my house. And then on top of that, this is what they wrote in the article. They provided my driver's license number, my full name, 
my date of birth, the address of where I live, followed by the sentence that the FBI removed all of his firearms. Wow. Now, why this is now why this is so you. dangerous to me and my family is I still have active homicide cases that I'm the case agent on in court right now. There's guys that are in county for homicide or attempted homicide from gangs that now know where I live and that I'm unarmed and can't protect myself or my family. And that's what we've been living with for the last year. You know, it's we have to just go in and check in the mailbox. You know, I don't let anybody do it. I'm the one that does it. You know, just because if it if it's going to happen, I don't want my family to get hurt. So so now we go, we fast forward a few months and these are some of the, the ripple effects of what took place. I want to say it was probably around April or May. I could have the dates wrong, but I have the letters. I get three letters from Bank of America. And even though I've been a customer, a good customer of theirs for over 20 years, I said, we're closing your bank accounts. You have 21 days to remove your funds and you cannot appeal this. Would never provide me a response. However, I think we've all kind of learned why they did that. In addition to that, the Palm Springs School District ended up letting me go um, because I was on probation with them. So, you know, they could just fire for cause. And all I was able to maintain is my part-time job as an explosive canine handler. So this job kind of takes me to different states sometimes to go work different contracts. So I go and I go to Ontario Airport in California. And I have flown dozens and dozens and dozens of times. I'm familiar with it. And as I get there, I end up getting stopped by TSA. They end up telling me that it's a random check, but for random checks, they shut down the entire TSA section. So I felt bad for everybody that's the regular people that are there because they literally had to sit there for about 45 minutes while they ran me through all the machines, took everything off, did the swabs on me. Did I mean, it was one, I feel bad for them because imagine if they're getting on the plane with me, what they're probably thinking, like, who the hell is this guy and why is he so dangerous? So as I'm sitting there, you know, just in my jeans and T-shirt, um, they keep changing out babysitters. So finally, one guy comes and he sees on my forearm right here, I have a USMC tattoo. And he goes, he goes, hey, you're double dog. I go, Semper Fi always. And he goes, how'd you get on this list? I go, well, it's funny because you're the first person to tell me that it's a list. Everybody's been telling me that it's random. He goes, well, this is what I'll tell you, devil dog. He goes, you're on a list and I can't say anything more than that. I said, well, I'm flying into Texas. So when I'm leaving, should I expect the same? He goes, I would make sure you show up really early. And sure enough, you know, I went, was in Texas for a few days, went to fly back. And yeah, it was, it was the same bullshit. So right now for me to fly, it takes anywhere from about an hour and a half to two hours on top of what everybody else has to do. So, so as this is all happening, you know, I'm telling people on social media, like, listen, we have people from January 6th that are just rotting away and being tortured um, inside DC. And we have to defend them because of this. And so this is the part of the story now that I'll share um, going backwards to the actual arrest and kind of what followed that. So they arrest me. Um, they put me in a paddy wagon by myself. And it's a young guy um, that does the transport. And they put me in the very back of the vehicle. So it's literally, you'll know this, but it's like the size of a footlocker. And I'm not a little guy. So it's Talk about claustrophobic. I mean, it sucked. So we start driving. We're a few minutes into the drive and he pulls into like a, it looked like a commercial area because it's, it's nighttime now. And so I'm looking, I'm like trying to figure out what's going on. And he comes to the back and he opens the doors and he's like, hey, step out. Well, I've seen this part of the fucking movie before. And I'm like, yep. there's no fucking way I am stepping out. And all of a sudden the story reads, he tried to escape, fought the transport guy and I get one in the dome. Like that shit's not happening. So he chuckles and he's like, no, man, he goes, I know who you are. And the guys told me about you and that you don't deserve to be going through this shit. So they told me once we drive away, you know, pull you out, put your handcuffs in the front, move you to the front. 
So I exit hesitantly and he does, he keeps his word, does all that, moves me to the front. Now it's this piece of kindness that probably helped me survive the next day and a half because like I said, it, it wasn't like it just started. This is five days into it. I mean, there's a lot of shit going through my mind. So as we're driving, uh, we end up going to the Larry D. Smith Correctional Facility in Banning, California. And because I'm a former law enforcement officer, they have to shut down the entire booking area. So I get there and the whole booking staff, very respectful. But this is one of the things that I was thinking about on the way there. So in California, you guys, our correctional system sucks. It's, it's completely fucking whack. So one of the things is you could arrest somebody for all kinds of fucking felonies. If it wasn't, if there was no act of violence involved in California, you'll get what's called a fed kick. So in other words, you're going to pretty much get kicked out. You don't have to worry about bail or anything like that. So I'm like, okay, it's just a weapons charge. There's no violence. So I shouldn't even have to worry about the quarter million dollars because I should get fed kicked for this. So I get there and let me clear my throat. Lowered the volume that time. So um, we get there and ask the, the booking sergeant. I say, hey, um, am I going to get fed kicked? And he goes, uh, stand by on that. We're checking into something. So I'm waiting. And about 20 minutes later, I see them bringing out the orange Riverside County inmate jumpsuit. And I'm like, how am I not getting fucking fed kicked? Yep. So what he explained to me, and you're definitely going to get this instantly, is what I didn't know at the time what was my family already had a bail bond agent. And they're already working on getting me bailed out. However, the bail bond agent contacted my attorney and family and said, we can't bail them out because there's a parole hold. So if you can do me a favor, brother, kind of explain to everybody what has to happen for a parole hold to take place. And while you're doing that, I'm going to drink some water and clear my throat again. You have to go get seen by a judge. You got to go in front of a judge. You have to stand in front of a judge and judge got to either clear it or he's got to say, or he's got to give a re good reason why you're being let go. Um, you you got to go that means you got to wait till court the following morning and that's if they even get you in court the following morning because normally that's the last case that they hear during the day that's if they even hear it so there was a chance that you could have been there for two days the fact that they did see you the next day that's amazing in and of itself but they had to probably put you in what solitary all night so i was in solitary confinement the whole night and so in our jails out here we have two things we have our pc cells or protective custody cells and then we have solitary confinement for, you know, the really bad people. So I anticipated getting sent to PC is what I figured was going to happen because I'm still isolated. I'm not knowing I'm not, you know, near anybody or, you know, I'm, I'm pretty safe as long as I'm in the PC cell. But no, they ended up moving to solitary confinement, which I measured it. It was eight feet by about ten and a half feet. No blankets. Uh, well, correction. There's a little thin layer of fabric um, that they call it sheet. Um, and then another one that you can either cover yourself with or make a pillow. And then there's a stainless steel toilet and then the water fountain above it where you drink water from. And I mean, it was, it, it was awful. Uh, I'll put it that way. And for anybody that wants to know what that feels like, because I only went through it for a day and a half. There's people right now in DC that have been going through that shit for almost a year. And so, yeah. so people can understand because I'm very disappointed that no one, is doing enough for these men and women is if you want to know what it feels like, go in your bathroom, go in your walk-in closet, leave your phone, leave your smart watch, leave a book, leave everything outside. Just go in there and close the door and just be in there for two and a half hours and see how much your anxiety levels pop up or you can't talk to anybody. Now that's two and a half hours. And trust me, if you do it, you're going to see that it's, it's just an uncomfortable experience. But the, the, with that being said, you can walk out anytime you want. 
You can go hug your family, hug your kids, hug your wife. You can immediately remedy those ugly feelings. These people right now that are going through that can't. We have people that have done nothing wrong or done something very minimal in crimes. And they have been denied the touch of their family and their loved ones. I'm telling you guys right now, it's fucking torture. It's, it's, it's something that we do to combat when we're at war. And we're yep. doing that to American people right now as we speak. Tonight when this show is over and everybody goes about their daily business, these American citizens that are being tortured won't. And I hope everybody thinks about that because it seems that we've forgotten about them. So now I'll move into a little bit of the, the corruptness that they did. So I'm represented. I have my attorneys. They know this. And on August 4th, they come to my home. Now, I have my theory of why they chose August 4th. Um, and like I said, it's just a theory. I can't prove it. But August 4th is the birthday of my partner that died in front of me while we were working. The same partner that they brought up during the interview, his name's author Sir Jermaine Gibson. Um, you can go and Google him, read his story. Um, but he died. He was also a Marine. He had two Purple Hearts. And he died as me and two other partners couldn't pull him out of the vehicle. And we watched our friend burn alive. Now, they show up to my house on his birthday, knowing that I'm a huge advocate of him and always saying, you know, social media, I'll say happy birthday or on the anniversary of his death. You know, I'll, I'll post pictures and stories about him, knowing that it's something that it's emotional for me. It's my friend. And this is when they showed up. And the reason I feel they showed up is because they wanted to catch me on an emotional day, maybe say something that triggers me and supports the gun violence protective order that they got because I know that they were pissed off that they didn't get anything from me to support it during the interview. But well, more important than that. I, I can add to that, actually. I can give you some uh, reassurance that your theory is not really a theory. Um, it's dead on for what you're saying. Uh, for instance, um, Robert Hansen, one of the greatest spies that ever lived, uh, he is pulled out every day on January 21st. And the reason he's pulled out on January 21st is because that was the date of his arrest. The worst day of his whole entire life. They pull him out on January 21st and they talk to him every year because to this date, he still has not given up any of all of everything that he took from the American government and sold to the Russians. So just to give you an idea, yes, that is actually, if you go uh, look it up, it's called Reed, R-E-I-D. It's offered down in Florida. It's a set of four day courses. Um, there's three levels to it. You go through all three levels. It's uh, enhanced interrogation, questioning, uh, questioning techniques, methods to questioning. And then the last but not least is the psychological, psychological effects to questioning. And when you go through all four of those and you're actually read certified, uh, you can go to another couple courses in the military, which is a lot of fun. Um, well, I had, I had a good time at it. But um, essentially, that is one of the big things they hit on is any any emotional date in your life in the fourth one and FBI goes there, CIA goes there, army, <laughs> Navy, Marines, everybody goes there. Uh, if you have something to do with the intelligence community, you go there. Um, because one of the big things they hit on, especially when it comes to, uh, enhanced interrogation or one of the more, um, less intrusive enhanced interrogation techniques is you show up on a date which there is some emotional significance to somebody. So for instance, in your case, it's when your partner was killed in front of you. And that is an emotional experience. And what they did was they went through your social media. They found you talk about it every year on that date, which to them means, well, that's an emotional date. Um, and for everybody else that's listening to this too right now, I want you to stop and think for just a 
fucking second, please. This is a United States Marine, a former police officer. Um, they were able to do this to him. The rest of you either live and work in your home, um, might be still sitting in mom, and dad's basement. You're sitting there jerking around on, I don't know, Facebook and all those other fucking platforms, social media platforms. This is what the government does. This is what they're good at. Understand that if they can do this to this man, you all are nothing. It is simple. It is not hard to do, folks. I have seen shit like this. One of the best, some of the gifts, I swear to God, that the government gave me is the same shit they took from me. They took all my social media away in one day. Boom, I was off. Guess what? Good luck finding my ass. I don't exist out there anymore because I'm on none of those fucking platforms. But anyway, that you're absolutely right. That is what they were doing. That is not a theory. You're actually dead on, dead nuts on. Um, don't ever think that that's a theory because that's exactly what they were trying to do is they were trying to coax an emotional response out of you. So that way you would either answer a question differently than you did before, or you would actually start some shit with them thinking that they would get more to enhance what they already had. That's all that well, is. Well, here's what <laughs> helps me, you know, and thanks for that. Cause that adds a lot. But one of the reasons that kind of supported it for me was re remember, I have legal representation that they know about because my attorneys have been in contact with them. So they showed up to my house without ever calling my lawyers, contacting my lawyers, leaving me a voicemail or anything. So the reason they said they were at my house was to return all my electronics that they took as evidence um, back in on January 15th. So I don't know about you, brother, but in a decade and a half of me doing law enforcement, I returned evidence to a victim, witness, alleged suspect zero times. That's not yeah. how it works. Never. Your evidence deck will call the person and say, hey, um, your shit's available for pickup. Bring your ID and come get it. But yet they're going to show up to my house and it wasn't to apologize. So, you know, there you go for people to think about. So while they're there this time, I take the opportunity um, to ask them some questions. And one of the things I told them, I said, you understand the American people don't fucking trust you anymore. And so just everybody can visualize it. When you come up to my front door, that same textured Adobe door, that glass, um, it's uh, like an enclosed hallway um, with like some wood pillars above it. Um, and there's no room to really stand side by side. So it's me on the outside of my door facing them. It's the FBI agent um, directly in front of me. And then the Rialto um, Detective Candace right behind him. So that's kind of the way the stack looks. So as a, the FBI agent goes, why do you say that? And I said, well, for one, your, your leader director Ray on national television under oath went and said that he had seen no evidence of Antifa or BLM being involved with some of the bullshit at January 6th. I go yet every fucking person in the world had already seen photos and videos of John Sullivan and others. So you're telling me every fucking normal day citizen has seen it, but the director hasn't. I go, everybody knows that's bullshit. Now this next part is the part that everybody needs to pay attention to. His response was, this is an FBI agent's response. His response was, well, of course he did. He can't say something that's going to help Trump. Now, when he said that in my head, I'm like, are you fucking serious? It even caught his partner that was standing behind him because I saw the reaction on his face. So I told the agent, I said, I think, I think Biden's a fucking idiot. But if Biden did something good tomorrow, I would have to acknowledge it. It's the fucking truth. I go, how can you say that it's okay to lie under oath? And he kind of felt uncomfortable 
and then we changed the conversation or he changed the conversation. Hold on one second. I, I, I hate to interrupt. Can you go back and say that one more time? Because I want to make sure that everybody heard what you just said. Absolutely. I asked them, I, you know, I questioned the credibility of the FBI and a statement that Director Ray said under oath that he hadn't seen any evidence of BLM or Antifa being involved in January 6th. The FBI agent's response was, of course he said that. He can't say something that's going to help Trump. Wow. Yeah. That's... So here's where shit gets twisted. Unfortunately for me, the same FBI agent, Armenta, that's investigating me, is also the FBI agent that's investigating the Fanon case. For those that aren't familiar with that guy, he's the Capitol Police officer with all the tattoos that says yep. he was tased in the neck and would testified um, at the Capitol uh, with the other group of officers. He's a lying piece of shit. But yeah. like I said, unfortunate for me, my file is on the same desk of that piece of shit. So with that being said, that means this FBI agent just made a statement that calls into question his credibility and at the very least impeaches him. Yep. Not only for my case, but any case he has or has ever been a part of. Because yep. he just said it's okay to lie under oath during some, circum some circumstances. So when they left, I get on the horn, call my attorneys, break it down for them immediately while it's fresh in my mind so that you know, there's no lag of information later. And they immediately go to work to request the audio. Now, remember, everybody, our Department of Defense, DOJ, FBI, you know, all, all these shitbag three-letter agencies have repeatedly said that this is the biggest investigation in the history of our country. And with that being said, they contacted us um, around, around December um, before we are going into one of the hearings. And the district attorney told my attorneys that there's no audio from that contact. Really? Now, did let you, me tell you, 99.9% of officers record their contacts from a fucking traffic stop. Yeah. Did you see a body cam, body worn camera? No, um, they were in suits. Um, but like I said, there's, there's no doubt in my mind they recorded it. Um, you're not going to show up to a alleged suspect's house, have contact, have this whole theory of what you want to do yeah. and not have evidence to document it. Especially on the anniversary of your partner's death. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is uh, very yeah. telling. Yeah. There's, there's no and way it, to record that. And it's not like the response was immediate, you know, the week or two weeks after, Hey, there was no, it took four fucking months for them to get the DA to relay. What that tells me is the powers that be because they probably give two shits about my case i'm a small fish but the powers that be said if this fbi agent gets impeached that's going to make media and if he gets if that makes media the fanon case it literally pulls the rug under from the whole capital officer statements yeah yeah completely <sighs> so one other thing um that i wanted to go back to um that i kind of forgot that goes back to the the day when they raided my home is I'm trying to get my thought back. <laughs> I got me going on a good one. I got pissed off. Uh, now go for it. I'll come back to it, brother. Okay. Cause I got a, a laundry <laughs> list of questions. I He's like started writing. writing. Down. <laughs> uh, all right. So first off, um, are you being required to remain in California as, as, as it stands right now due to the, what's going on in the court case? Not, not on behalf of the court, but with my bail bonds, part of my bail bonds contract, 
is if I want to leave the state to go work, I have to get uh, approval to do so first. Okay. Um, immediately following the conclusion of this case, uh, I am going to guarantee that you are no longer going to be a resident of California. Absolutely. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, <clears throat> where are you at now with the case? I mean, what, you, you, we have this thing, and I know a lot of people have listened to us for a while. I get it, folks. You're going to hear me talk about it again from habeas corpus to um, the right to a swift and fair trial. You are now 14 months into this. Have you, have you gone to court for any hearing since your initial arrest? Every time we've gone to court, it's to be continued. And as of right now, my next court date is until April 18th. Okay. So a year and a half. So I am and, that, and that's just for the prelim and then the civil gun violence protective order. I I'm going to guess that you are going to go ahead and <clears throat> sue um both for civil rights and uh I I mean violation of your uh, amendment rights. I mean period. Your bill of rights. I would I would expect you to your first amendment, your second amendment. I mean, that's that they violated the just about almost every yeah. um, right to search and seizure, you know, protection from search and seizure. And they didn't, did they ever show you a warrant? Did they ever give you a warrant? When they left is when they finally provided it to me and it was just the face page. It wasn't the body of the actual warrant where there's an actual signature from a judge. Uh, there's a signature on the face page out here in California. Our judges will sign on multiple pages. Okay. I, no, I was just wondering because normally there's a specific section that they have to give you. It says that, hey, this was concurred upon by this court, such and such, in this district, such and such, such and such. Um, it, I, I'm, I'm so dumbfounded by everything I just heard. Like, I did not think the federal government could stoop to such a level of retard that um, there would be a level that I could, I, I couldn't it was unfathomable that I could never deal with it because I've seen some really dumb shit. I saw guys raking rocks for Christ's sake. Um, what, what is your path ahead? I mean, where, where do you go? So the way I see it is, um, and let me add something real quick. Cause that thought came back to me <laughs> about when they came. So when they came back on that August 4th, um, contact where I told everybody about what the FBI agent said, I ended up going on a couple shows after that and sharing the story. The one thing that I've been very public about is I told everybody, just like I did tonight, this is what happened. And once we get the audio, I will release it to every citizen journalist, every media outlet, every newspaper, anybody that wants it, I will release it to. And I told everybody, I don't give a fuck if a judge puts a gag order on me. I will deal with the consequences. When this audio gets to me, everybody will have it. And like I said, if I got to go to jail because I violated a gag order, so fucking it. Like, it's that fucking important. And like I said, eventually we got the news that the audio didn't exist. And I don't know, maybe they heard what I said. So one thing I've told anybody out there, listen, you don't have to take my word for it. I don't have the money for it. Anybody wants to pay for me to go take a polygraph test anywhere they want, I will take multiple tests. And you will see that I'm telling the truth. So even though that's not admissible in court, guess what? It's admissible to public opinion. And that's the battle that we need to win. So if anybody doubts my credibility, Send me to do a polygraph and I'll take it. Well, I, I don't think you're going to find that here, but uh, I, I am just absolutely dumbfounded by uh, <clears throat> the lack of procedure. Uh, I, I wouldn't say procedure, but proper procedure. There are certain steps that are made for this stuff to go through the way it does. And uh, 
obviously you were rounded up by a JTTF group. It has to be a joint terrorism task force because that's the only way they employ a local cop to be a part of it. So that's the only way the FBI can do yeah. that. And you were charged with a local crime. So that tells me right there, because it's local to the state of California, you were not charged with a federal crime. You were charged with a state crime. Um, that tells me right there it was done within the realm of a JTTF because they cannot do that outside of that realm. If they're going to charge you, if the FBI is going to look at you for something, they're going to charge you with a kit and caboodle. You're going to get the federal crime. You'll get the local crimes as well. But the first one that you will read is a federal crime. You have no federal crime. So that the, the whole thing stinks of bullshit. And the fact that the first time they came and questioned you was about your Twitter which is dumber than shit, uh, just absolutely floors me. It's like, okay. What well, happens to freedom of speech? Yes, exactly. That's that's the one part that I, I wow. Well, I, if everybody remembers what Madonna said, or the the ginger redhead comedian with the severed head of Trump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. But, but they're, they're leftists. They're liberals. It doesn't matter what they say. 100%. And for those that don't know what Madonna said, Madonna said that she felt like blowing up the White House out of protest. Yeah. That's what Madonna said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. FBI I, didn't go and <laughs> raid her know, house. Raid her house, exactly. But so moving forward, kind of where I'm at right now is we're going to battle it. You know, my life's been turned upside down. You know, my work resume is is awesome. And I managed to get all these great job offers. But the second they do the background check, the arrest shows up. And because it's still ongoing, they end up rescinding it. So it's literally made it impossible for me to get even a halfway decent job. So, you know, that's what I'm battling with. So. I'm for, you know, I'm a God-fearing man, you know, everything's part of God's plan. And if this is what has to happen, then so be it. You know, there's a reason for it. And like I said, I know my message, I'm getting it out to everybody. You know, it, it's just, that's where I'm at right now. I'm just going to keep fighting, you know? Wow. I, I, uh, you know, I, I have to say we've always been huge supporters of the police. We've, we've always backed the blue, obviously, you know, Mick being in law enforcement, um, after what's happened in Canada in the last week, after hearing your story, I mean, I know there's still good people in law enforcement. I just, I feel like they've, they've been outed, they've been ousted. And, and unfortunately they've been replaced by people who have no ethics or morals. And, um, I, I don't, I don't know that I can as strongly support the police as, as I have in the past. Well, I, I still support the officers. That's not never going to change because yeah. I think the guys on the ground are trying to do the right thing. It's the guys at the top. It's the guys at the top that I, the management that I just, uh, I just yeah, can't get behind. It rolls downhill. Yeah. It's the same with the FBI. It's the same with any three letter agency out there. The agents on the ground are trying to do the right thing. It's the guys that are trying to make a name for themselves that are liberal hacks that don't believe in the constitution that don't believe. I mean, uh, why they kept questioning you after that they, they, after you said that I want to talk to my lawyer, what should have happened right there? And then nobody should have should, been the end of it. That should have been like, Hey, look, how many times have you told a suspect, Hey, look, you have the right to keep your mouth shut and not say anything to us. I advise you to use that right right now. And I don't know how many people have fucked that up and just kept talking, but that is just like one of those things. You have the right to remain silent. Use it shut up don't talk um i that just uh wow yeah 
I, I, that, uh, holy shit. That is just amazing. I, uh, I feel bad for both you and your family. Uh, are you doing the podcasting thing now just as a job trying to keep yourself employed? No, uh, I still do the canine handling part time. So that's kind of uh, where our income comes from. But unfortunately it's the, the wife that's carrying the, the brunt of the income right now. So it, it's tough. You know, she doesn't make a whole lot either, but the broadcasting, um, I try to get my story out there. If people want to donate to the campaign, then great. You know, obviously it helps. Um, if they can't, then at, at the very least, they hear the story. You know, it gives them something to to share with other people. Are so, you are you using Give Send Go? Absolutely, like, yeah. Where, GoFundMe can go fuck themselves. Absolutely, I was hoping you're going to say that. So, where can people find you? Where can people donate to you? Help you out? Um, where where can, yeah. where can where can our listeners help you out? Because they're they're pretty awesome. Yeah, the Gifts and Go is giftsandgo.com forward slash defend patriot luna. Um, and if you want to find my podcast and show stuff, you can go to the alpha warrior show.tv and you'll find all the different links um, to the show I'm doing some of the other shows that I'm trying to help other people get off the ground. You said it was defend Patriot. Uh, defend Patriot Luna and Patriot Luna. And that's give send go babe, not give sand go. One, one of the things I want to add, like, and <laughs> I know my story sucks. Trust me, we're living it. When you go and you read my summary, you know, it's on that page or share it with people. Don't feel sorry for me. Like I said, it sucks and you can pray for me and pray for my family. But at the same time, you got to look at the good that comes out of this. Had this not happened to me, I would have never been pushed or motivated to get into doing podcasting or broadcasting. A lot of the investigations that I've been doing into our government, you know, that I share with buddies, I would have never had a platform to bring it forth. I always thought my military career, God gave it to me to set me up for my law enforcement career. And my law enforcement was what God you know, built me for. Now that I look at it, what I went through in combat, what I went through as a cop, because as a cop, I've been in four shootings, you know, not where someone pulled out a remote or a wallet. No, they're shooting at me. I'm shooting at them. Like I've had a crazy career. But now that I see everything, all that was to build me for this moment, this fight. This is really what God needed me for, because I'm someone that comes from a unique position. I know law enforcement. I know the good parts of it. I know the bad parts of it. And now I'm on a platform where I get to share this information with people. So when people, because trust me, there's things that people are trying to paint a bad picture of. And sometimes it's just perception. And I can educate people on that. I can help bridge that gap between, you know, the, the citizens and law enforcement. But on that same token, I can call bullshit on law enforcement when they do it. And I can call bullshit on our government when they do it. So like I said, everything's for a purpose. I know God has a plan for me. So like I said, pray for us. Don't feel sorry for us. Yeah, we we don't believe in pity, just like we don't believe in fear. So um, but but we do believe in prayer and the power of prayer is is an amazing thing and and it can really make miracles happen. We've learned that firsthand. So um yeah, we we will absolutely keep you and your family in our prayers and you know, know that when this is an opportunity, right? This is this is this happened for a reason. You you just seemingly discovered your purpose before uh, a, a lot of other people. You know, I feel like everything that we do in our life leads us to whatever our ultimate purpose is. And um, and and I'm sorry that you've you've had to experience a bit of Job uh, to get there. But um, but you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Job because that's my favorite story in the Bible. <laughs> I, I mean, I can see why there's a, there's a lot of parallels going on right there. So well, the way I see it. You know, if we look at the end game of where I think this is going, 
when I see myself, you guys, other people doing what we're doing, the education we're bringing to patriots across the world, if they get their way with us the way they want, the way we see in Canada, the way we see in Australia, if they get their way, we're going to be that first tier that they take down. We're going to be the ones that are either obliterated or stuffed in a solitary cell somewhere. But we're on that first we're on that first tier of the target list. But that's what makes what we're doing right now so important because we need to give the information. We need to provide people with the how to get that information out. So when we're removed from this, you know, formula, there's people to carry on that message and pick up our flag and keep pushing forward. And that's why I think what you're doing and what I'm doing and other people are doing is so fucking important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we have to keep doing it no matter what. At the end of the day, the only thing fighting back right now is, you know, folks like us, folks that are out there doing a podcast like this. You, for instance, telling your story. Holy I, I, my mind is still completely obliterated. Obviously, I did not give Mick any prep on this whatsoever. So like, like, he had no, be, and I did that for a reason because I wanted him to experience this the same way that I did the first time that I heard it. And I never heard it the whole way through. Like I said, I just heard it in pieces, but I'm the same way that our listeners are going to experience it because it's, it's, it's mind blowing. It really is. And, and like, I, I, the only thing I keep thinking about is the constitution. And this, this is the thing that just drives me up a wall is when I hear crap like this, our forefathers left this document to us. It gives a very basic template, how this country is supposed to work and how law enforcement is supposed to conduct themselves, how everybody's supposed to do their job. And we can't even f fucking follow that. You know, I hate to say it, but it's really simple just to follow instructions. We've got a whole list of them and we can't even follow that shit. And it's just like, are you kidding me right now? And to hear what you're a veteran, forget all of that. I, who gives fuck about veteran shit, but you, what you've done, you've written a check up into including your life. And they turned around and just basically said, well, we don't give a shit about your check. Whoa. What? what? <laughs> Oh, hold the phone. Sorry. In fact, they used it against you. And trust me, I, I have my bad days, you know, or, you know, 90% of the time I'm pretty good at, you know, not, you know, feeling sorry for myself, but it does every now and then it surfaces, you know, what it's like when I was out in Iraq, you know, there were a few scenarios there where I was like, this is our, our tickets going to get punched. I'm not going to see my little baby girls and, you know, the stuff in law enforcement, you know, that I experienced. And it is hard sometimes and I'm like, all that that I went through and this is happening to me because these are the thoughts that went through my mind when I was in that solitary confinement cell. But it's it sucks, man. But what can you do except build off of it and, and turn what they want to be evil into something positive? I, I wow. I, I'm still amazed. I, I don't know if I... Honestly, I don't know if I could be as calm as you are right now, because I if I were in your situation, I would be absolutely losing my mind because I just it would completely befuddle me that that just took place. Like you just crashed my house. I wonder, have you seen your raid video played anywhere else, like where they raided your house in the middle of the morning like that? Uh, I saw it on local media. Um, they didn't show video of the raid. Uh, actually, uh, my neighbor, I won't say which one, but I have a really good neighbor, um, provided me surveillance footage of it. So um, I can shoot that out to you guys tomorrow if you guys no, ever want no, to no, share I, it with people. I think I've seen it. I, I remember specifically seeing a Bearcat rolling down the road, going up to somebody's house. You sure that wasn't Roger Stone's raid? Yeah, I'm positive because okay. Roger Stone's raid was done and it was 
still very extremely dark. Yeah, this one. What, he said this his one was, was too, right? They, you said the sun wasn't up yet. No, yeah. it was it was it was dark. And the one thing that you'll notice if it's my video is after the element um, goes to their different spots, you'll see a guy pop out of the Bearcat and you'll see him launch the drone into the sky. That's the one thing that's unique about my video. Okay. Well, I'll have to double check the one we've seen that I've seen yeah. and, and see if I see that. But I, I, I could swear I've seen it in other videos uh, that well, people have posted. Honestly, and as sad this is, that you're not the only person they've done this to, Luna. So, you know, um, and and I've I feel like I've spent the last year trying to convince Mick. I say this all the time that, you know, you, you still talk or you still think under the premise that they give a shit about the law and they don't. They don't. They don't give... They don't care about it at all. They break it at will uh, as fits their narrative, as fits their their ultimate plan. So I I thank you for sharing your story because it's it's um maybe it, well, it's we're, we're, one step. You know, closer. me and my attorneys were trying to exploit the mistakes they made. Like, for instance, they used the capital case as the case number in my case. So mm. even though I didn't get a federal charge, I'm tied into that case because they included it in their probable cause. So we've requested everything that everybody's asking for, the videos, the radio traffic, because since they tied it to my case to develop probable cause, I'm entitled to it from discovery. And I think that's why, because my case is a simple charge. It shouldn't be hard to go to case to handle it. But I think the reason they keep putting it off is because they know that I'm going to go to trial. I've been very public about that. I will not take any plea bargains. I don't, give, I don't care what they offer. I will not take any plea bargains. We will go to trial. And they know that. And I think that's one of the reasons they keep pushing it off. And that's, yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't keep pushing it. Keep fighting it. Yeah, go to, go to, go trial. to trial. Make Absolutely. them, make them ask for it. I mean, so you can find out everything. First of all, you're going to get the right to discovery at some point. You're going to find out everything. And at that point, you can do with that as you see fit. I mean, that's up to you in your defense. Um, How long do you have to push it out? How long do they have to push it out before you can sue them for not having a fair and speedy trial. Well, he's speedy it, being the, the specific, you got to remember that. the speedy part ends the first time that you stand in front of a judge, mm. the speedy part ends the first time, gotcha. like after you're charged. So the constant continuance is still exactly that, ridiculous. that can still happen. That's not, that has nothing to do with that. But wow. unfortunately the habeas corpus part has to be handled first, which is the writ, which has to be done within the first 24 hours after the arrest. Um, wow. I, I and the, the fact that they pulled up a, they said it was a per you've never been arrested before yet. They're going to hold you on a parole. Essentially a parole violation is what they're trying to hold you on. That yeah, not that's what, that's what they did. And then about seven hours into my stay is when they said it was a clerical error. <laughs> but by that time, since I'm already housed, I don't qualify for being fed kit. Nope. And that's, oh man, that should be a, yeah. 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 You, you already know what you can do with that. That's, that's a, uh, that's going to be bad for them. It's not going to end well. And you know what the sad part is, is you're not going to be able to go after the federal government for this because everything's going to be local and they're just going to say, well, this is a local crime. Even though the Bureau was involved. Man, that's, that is fucking... They screw you any way they can. Yes, they do. Yep. Well, we appreciate you, right. having you on, sir. Um, thank you for coming on to tell, tell your story. Again, where can people find you at? Where is your podcast at, more importantly? Uh, you can go on the web at the alpha warrior show.tv. If you want to go straight to the videos, you can go to rumble and then search on the channels, the, and then alpha warrior one word show. And then the campaign, uh, you see it on the screen, defend Patriot Luna at give
All right, sir. Fantastic. We appreciate having you on. And thank you again. Uh, prayers for you and your family. Yeah. Um, and I hope to God that y'all get through this unscathed and uh, you end up on the high side of this. And that's God's well. honest truth. One military member to another. Um, stay defiant. Yeah. That's all I can say. Absolutely, brother. All, all right. right. Well, you have a good night, sir. Semper Fi. All right. You guys take it easy. Thanks, Lena. Wow. That's, that's a hell of a story. Yeah. That is a hell of a story. Yeah. Folks. Uh, I know you expected him to say, when you asked him where he was on January 6th, you expected him to say that he was in the Capitol. At least he was there. Something. Right? Uh, well, no, I was expecting something. to hear something that, that actually uh, gives a reason. I, the, the parts of this that doesn't make any sense is, all right, so they have an arrest warrant or they have a search warrant. For a search warrant, you have to have a couple of things we like to call reasonable, reasonable cause. Why are you there? Why are you searching the house? Where is your person that said, um, hey, I saw him do this or I saw them have this or they were possessing this? If you don't have that, that's an issue, okay? Uh, which means a judge has to sign off on that. Not only a judge, but you have to sit in front of a judge and you have to present your, your evidence to the judge. If you lie to that judge as a federal agent, as a police officer, as anything else, you are fucked. And it sounded like they were fishing. Yeah. And what they ended up doing was finding a rifle that... Apparently, totally he legal. owned legally. Yeah. And within the state of California, as a former police officer, I'm sure he's allowed to keep his duty rifle. He was actively a police officer at that time. No, he was he was working as uh no, he said well, he was a security. Uh, all right, a you're security right. Guard. So he I, wasn't a police officer. I, it sounded like he was a school resource no. officer, but okay. So he's sitting there working in that position, and I'm sure you're allowed to keep your service weapon after you leave the police department. And especially if you purchased it um, and they give you all the legalese and everything else to go with it and everything's legal, legit per the law. And he was essentially, they were actually trying to find something to stick to him. I, man, that is, that, that makes me sick. I mean, wow. That almost, that fucking pisses me off. Like last night, like I was pissed off last night. Cause that was some straight bullshit. But, uh, first I want to apologize to everybody. Yes. I understand that the, apparently this keeps crashing. Uh, I'm not really sure what the hell is going on. Well, we uh, did... there was recently a Twitch update. So if you've not updated it, that could do it as well. So I, I'm double checking my settings here. Um, also, you kind of got to be with Wi-Fi right now because I am running this at 1080, uh, DP. Yeah. So, it's going to come in with a more clear. Um, I talked to Justin about how we are having lag issues with our video and stuff. We're still having some. We're still working on it. That would be Justin um, from Cannabis and Combat. So if you guys haven't checked out his show, do so. One o'clock Eastern time yeah, on Twitch. That. Yeah, I know. But there's people in here now that weren't in here before. So okay, well, there we go. Touche. All right. Um, and I, I just want to say uh, real quick because I'll end up throwing the promo in the podcast right about here. Um, but you know, that's, that's happening to Luna, but he talks a lot about what's going on right now with the prisoners still in DC from January 6th. Yeah. Um, so if you want to know what really happened on January 6th and what's going on with those prisoners now, you can go to hisglory.tv and use the promo code defiant to purchase the movie capital punishment. It is very similar in a lot of ways, except those people were actually in mostly in the Capitol. Um, at least they were in DC on January 6th. <laughs>
This is treason. Where is he? Officer, I can't breathe. I can't even. I'm Nick Searcy. On January 6, 2021, I went to Washington, D.C., along with multitudes of other Americans because we believed that the election was stolen. I saw with my own eyes what happened that day. And what they show you on the media doesn't tell half the story. Here's the Capitol, and here's people going in there. They didn't show all of this out here. I saw people of all colors, races, creeds, Asian Americans for Trump, blacks for Trump. I even saw a guy wearing a shirt that said fags for Trump. And since I'm from California, I knew that guy. We're from Iowa. Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm here standing with my fellow patriots. We all standing for America. Despite what the media tells you, boots on ground definitely say something different. There is a sea of nothing but red, white, and blue patriots. These are damn working people right They want their country back. We're marching for the Constitution. We're not, it ain't really about Trump. It's about us now. They're, they're attacking us and we're tired of it. We had a foreign attack and they had domestic support. This is about individual liberty. We don't believe the media. We don't believe you. We don't, we have no faith in our institutions. The FBI is now being sent out by Joe Biden to punish people. We're at war. They're hunting down Trump supporters like dogs. You say that again, we're at war. 147 days since my wife was murdered, executed. The FBI, you have a federal search warrant for the property. Come out with your I step hands. out, I have red dots all over my chest. They broke the door down. Hands up, hands up, put your hands on the wall, hands up. I was in jail for four straight days. I, I kept banging on the door saying, I have never had a phone call. The sixth was all deception. The level of sophistication and tactic is immense. Oh, I recognize you from Portland. I've seen people from Portland here, Antifa. I was paid to pretend to protest. We need to come together as Americans again and remember why we started this country. An insurrection without arms? What are they talking about? And why are they lying? So as you just saw, folks, capital punishment, uh, we've been talking about it for a while now. You can see down at the bottom of the screen, you can go to uh, hisglory.tv and use the promo code Defiant and you can get your copy. <clears throat> get your copy today and I can't. <laughs> having a, having a, a rough time choke. there. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, go to hisglory.tv and um, 
So again, uh, this goes back. This kind, this kind of echoes uh, a point that we had last night, and I'm just going to echo this again because, again, if you think we're all good here in the U.S. with this, that uh, you know that shit that's going on in Canada, that ain't coming here. Yes, it is. Uh, you're higher than a kite because uh, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, police officers, FBI agents, uh, you guys got to start. Uh, you guys got to start thinking for yourselves. You got to start you know, thinking about who, what, who you're arresting, what, what they have to do with what anybody has to do with when it comes to this stuff, because you got to understand you're out there now you're exposed. Um, this, this FBI agent, these two FBI, this one FBI agent, local police detective, they both expose themselves and we now know their names and everything else. Um, sorry for you, pal. But when the rubber comes to meet the road, you're going to have to, you're going to have to tell them, tell them why you picked that side. Because right now, you have got to pick a fucking side. Yeah. This shit can't happen like that. Well, if you uh, if you think the shit that's going on in Canada isn't coming here, uh, Democrats overwhelmingly approve of Trudeau's crackdown on freeing protesters and the freezing of bank accounts. In a new poll that came out today, uh, let's see. A recent poll revealed that a majority of Democrats approve of the Canadian Prime Minister's crackdown on the Freedom Protesters in Ottawa after he invoked the Emergencies Act early last week. In a poll conducted by the Trafalgar Group and Convention of States Action obtained by the Daily Wire, it revealed that 55% of likely general election voters overall disapprove of Trudeau's handling of the protesters in Ottawa and beyond. 35% overall approved of Trudeau's crackdown, while 10% said they didn't even know what was going on. Uh, Looking at Democrat voters, 65% said they favored Trudeau's crackdown on the protesters and 17% said they disapproved. So if you think it's not coming here, um, those those polls, those Democrats that were polled represent our government right now because that's who's in charge. Um, those same crazy leftist liberals. So they will have no problem cracking down on us uh, freezing our bank accounts and uh, arresting people nilly willy like they did for even lesser reason with Luna. Yeah, no shit. It's coming. That it just blows my, my my head. Physically hurts right now. I know. I, I feel bad for the guy. Uh, again, send some prayers. Your uh, send some prayers to him and his family. Um, go go check out his story if you can donate. Donate a couple bucks here or there. Uh, I'm sure it helps out tons. Um, because I, I, I'm, I, the one thing I did love that he said, I am pushing this all the way out to the end because they will have to go through a thing that's called discovery. Yeah. And he's going to find out everything that they had on him, everything in the warrant, what predicated the case, what paragraph one was. You heard me talk about paragraph one before. What was the predication of the investigation? Um, he's going to find all of that out in discovery. Actually, his attorneys are, they're going to be given all that information and, uh, He's going to be able to face his accuser. And uh, this is something they're terrified. I'm sure the government is terrified about because then the government is going to have to come out and say, yeah, well, we were spying on you. Well, you know, same you know. thing, same thing's going on in January 6th. This is actually a story I didn't get to last night. Um, but, you know, they're, they, the lawyers in the demo, some of the January 6th trials are, uh, are starting to sweat a little bit because there was a story that, you know, they said Kamala wasn't in. Um, well, yeah, the Capitol. Now they're saying that maybe Pence wasn't even in there. Well, that removes any of those charges about exactly. executive. And after threats. they proved that Kamala wasn't in the in, in the Capitol, they still left that charge on some of the January 6th protesters charge sheets. So they've 
I mean, they're they're kind of in the shit for that too. But apparently Pence was removed to a secure location and they've not disclosed where that secure location was. Uh, but he was removed prior to any breach of the Capitol. Well, I, I know that there's tunnels underneath Capitol that yeah. take you out of the Capitol and get you across town pretty freaking quick. Um, I can only bet that in a then in the event of an emergency, something like that was done, especially considering it is the vice president. Yeah. Um, the secret service is really good at that. Um, anyway. Okay. Wow. <laughs> My mind is smoked right I now. I know. Let's move on um, to the news. Cause we got quick, about 40 minutes to get through it. People's convoy is to begin, uh, here in America, obviously, uh, to protest the COVID-19 restrictions inspired by Canadian freedom convoy, uh, February 23rd, uh, the, it's supposed to, the People's Convoy is scheduled to depart uh, Adelanto Stadium, the event center in Victorville, California, on February 23rd. It'll take 11 days to reach Washington, D.C. Yeah, you went over that last night. Yep. Well, hold on. We demand declaration of the national emergency concerning COVID-19 pandemic to be lifted immediately and our cherished constitutional constitution reign supreme. The group's website states, Mike Landis, the People's Convoy, said government officials have already taken away people's rights under a state of emergency. This is correct. Um, the People's Convoy announced to make make its way across Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, before cutting through Oklahoma, Missouri, Illinois, and additional stays in Indiana, Ohio, Maryland, before reaching the nation's capital. Details of the stops and precise routes, obviously, were not specified. To our elected officials uh, that believe they rule us, you work for us. The group wrote, our constitution, constitution was written to provide enough power to act on a national level, but not enough to deprive the people of fundamental rights. The people are prepared to see this challenge through. All we have seen through all the challenges to our freedom in the past, and we will prevail and prosper. So anyway, they're coming. They um, are. Again, like I said last night, cops, firefighters, whatever, any law enforcement out there right now, you have to make a choice. Just a warning. Choose a side. So the uh, the other question that was asked last night was, what's going to happen to the trucks in Canada that were seized, right? So our friend Adam was uh, Sergeant 1776 yep, last yep, night, right. right? So uh, he got the answer and he sent me this today. The mayor of Ottawa says he's trying to sell the trucks they confiscated from the prosecutors. So uh, he said he'd like to sell the confiscated trucks as well as basically everything. Like... Not just the semi trucks, but you know people's RVs, their personal pickup trucks, stuff, yeah. all their personal stuff, any personal property collected. They, they're selling, and they they can do it under. He said Canada's Emergencies Acts give the gives the city the power to do that. So mind you, most of these truckers up there are. Oh yeah, you got to play that one. Most of these truckers up there are a, a lot of them are living in their trucks now, right? They've essentially lost their jobs because they've not been able to transport goods back and forth across the border because they're not vaccinated. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of them, their trucks are literally the only thing they have. And the city is going to confiscate them and sell them. And they're going to get nothing hmm. for what blowing up a bouncy house in the Ottawa streets. Apparently I, I honking, honking too honky. much. Play this honking yeah. because it's apparently it's an acronym. Um, yeah. For Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Honk, honk, honk. Yep. I, we already talked about this. I already when, said that. When I honked my horn, I never thought it was Hal Hitler. Well, that's because your horn sounds like this. Beep, beep. 
I honked your horn today and it sounded like that. Too. It does. You it have does. Such a gay horn. It, it is. And Seriously, I, Ford makes the gayest sounding horn. They do. Okay. They really do. Just saying. All right. Play this clip because this is, this just uh, almost tops the ridiculousness. I don't, I don't think you know what this is. Phil. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The eyes of the nation are upon us tonight. Earlier today, the Prime Minister signaled, as did a member of his backbench, that tonight's vote is a confidence vote. Convention requires that the Prime Minister to publicly declare a confidence vote of this nature as such following convention. My question for the government House Leader is the vote tonight a confidence vote? And if the vote is lost, will the Prime Minister plunge us into an election? The Honourable Government House Leader. Mr. Speaker, I appreciate the debate, but it's time to vote. The question is the following one. Mr. Medicino, seconded by Mr. Trudeau, moved that pursuant to Section 58 of the Emergencies Act, this House confirm the declaration of a public order emergency proclaimed on February 14, 2022. The period to deem it put a deputy vote. The 10 minute period for members voting electronically has started, and the House will now proceed to the vote for members participating in person. Okay. So Did they just elect Trudeau to be a tyrannical dictator. No, no. What, what this was, and I have actually have a story for this. That's why I pulled okay. that up. Yeah, because that was not the clip that I watched. Parliament approves Trudeau's use of the Emergencies Act in response to the freedom protests. So this is how it was approved. Trudeau was not even there. It, it sounds very reminiscent of something that happened in Germany. Trudeau wasn't even there. He was like, he was like, this is so unimportant to me that I'm going to put this vote in front of parliament and I'm not even going to show up for it. The thing that the other guy was talking about was under this act during this time, <laughs> the Canadian government put in the back channels, apparently the chance to elect another prime minister. Oh, so they want that. So they were, didn't show up because they were trying to elect another prime minister. He knows how much they hate him. And if he showed up, they would have been like, no. So, the other guy that stood up is a liberal. The dude that stood up is like, no, we're moving for the vote. And this guy, the hold on, I'll put him on the screen again. This douche right here agreed yeah. with him and said, yes, we're moving on. Oh, so they were and said that that guy and Trudeau's vote outnumbered all the conservatives that were there. But Trudeau wasn't there. So how could he vote? That was the point. Wow. So that's what this whole story was about uh, on P. Uh, it was it. PM Magazine again, Canadian News breaking, Parliament approves Trudeau's use of the Emergency Act. You can go look at it, but that's that's the whole story right there that I just showed you. That is the type of shit that's going on in Canada right now, folks. That is right here, just just north of us. It's just north. Well, uh, in that reminiscent of what happened in Germany, I will say that blackface Hitler is trending on Twitter right now. Well, it was it was 34 that that uh, 36 that it happened because yeah. that's when the National Socialist Party stood up in Germany. But it was this is just I, I mean, history fucking repeats itself over people. and over again. Please, let's get out there. Holy crap. OK, um, real quick. We had some comments. So uh, Big Dumb was here. Uh, they kind of had a bounce, though. Um, 
Yeah, see, yeah, gonna have to catch the other feed. Yep, because I think he's recording. Uh, Granny, I again, I apologize. We're working it. <laughs> I'm trying to bring the best product to y'all that I can. Yes. We realize that you come here and take time out of your day to spend it with us. Um, we're trying doing our best. Uh, I'm gonna keep working on it. I apologize. Thanks for being on Twitch. Thank you, BT. Yeah, Dallas. we like it. So, we appreciate yeah, you being good here. Good stuff. Um, speaking of history repeating itself, before we get into the next news, okay? Today is. Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. 2 2022. 2022. 2022. Yep. Okay, 22222. It is a uh what's the number? It's a um palindrome. Yes. Okay. Um especially when you write it the European way. Yeah. Yeah. But 2222. 2022. 2202. Yeah. It's a uh, in case y'all don't know, Pluto returns today. All right. That don't get started. I nope. I'm gonna read this. All right. Because this this goes this goes pretty deep. Okay. Even Alex Jones was talking about it today, so I don't want to hear it. Uh on 2-22-22, the United States will experience its first Pluto return as the planet of death, rebirth, and transformation returns energetically for the first time since the symbolic birth of the nation on July 4th, 1776 when the Declaration of Independence was signed. This major transit will unearth corruption, wrongdoing, and power struggles hiding in the shadows, yet ultimately it signals a renewal of the origins and ideals which birthed this nation, as things formerly hidden are brought to light to be contended with out in the open. Empires have a tendency to rise and fall or be reborn upon Pluto returns. The fall of Rome is one example. Naturally, the revolutionary birth of the USA, which we tend to take for granted today, is another. Um, so... Let's see. It's interesting to note that George Washington's birthday was on 222. And if you multiply two times 22 times 2022, two times 22, it's 1776. Anyway. Um, and all right. So the country from Pluto's perspective has now made a complete revolution since its conceptual birth, the first revolution of its kind. And now we are back to revisit these ideals and to collectively struggle to either renew them or see them subsumed by another darker agenda. The empire that the Continental Army fought against still exists today, though it is characterized in other ways, such as the deep state, the cabal, or in mon more mundane terms, the private central banking system or the corporate techno technocracy. There is no shortage of terminology. It is the kind of empire that could conceivably shut down citizen-owned businesses for well over a year while keeping corporate giants like Walmart and Target or McDonald's and Taco Bell active the entire time. This empire could also pressure the people under its thumb to take certain vaccines and medications to combat a designer virus while denying them other ones that have long been proven effective. It could also get people to mask up their children, forcing them for years to breathe in their own carbon dioxide, which stunts their healthy development and growth. Nice empire, huh? Um... So you may not believe in the Pluto transit, but I tell you that the people that run the world, the elites, they most certainly do. They believe in astrology and numerology. They follow the planets and the stars. And I know that you believe in it because you were out there telling me about God's eye and the devil's eye and how the configuration of the planets and the stars directly affect what's going on in the world. No, I happen to know something about astrology and land navigation underneath the stars. And there's certain things you look for in the sky at certain times of the year. Okay. And in certain parts of the revolution. Now with that though, hold on just one second. Pluto's not even a fucking planet anymore. So let's just go ahead. And because NASA said so. Hey, look, space might be fake and gay, but everybody else is still telling me that the earth is round. Regardless whether or not Pluto is considered a planet it is still a planetary body that is entering 
our orbit. No, he's actually a, a Greek god, but okay. Whatever. I'll, I'll play your so game. So the Pluto transit does not come and go in a rush. It is a slow-moving celestial body. Three times in 2022, the Pluto return energies will spike as we experience our exact degree-based return on February 22nd, July 11th, and December 28th. July 11th. Hmm. The Pluto return is so profound that its pre-influences have already been felt in 2008 when the corrupt Wall Street credit default swap nearly crashed the U.S. economy, and more significantly in 2020 when the first major signs of its arrival hit and the U.S. went through the COVID pandemic and the 2020 U.S. election steal. People can argue about whether COVID was planned or whether the 2020 election was corrupt and fraudulent. However, given enough time, history will prove this to be the case. But bear in mind, history is written by the victors. Therefore, this coming Pluto transit, which signifies the death, rebirth, and transformation of the United States, will require a victory in the second American revolution in order for this nation to be reborn to its original ideas and for the truth about what has taken place to fully come to light. Now, I'm skipping through this article. <laughs> it is very long. Um, but uh, and and I skipped over a bunch of paragraphs. But if you wanted to, if you want to read it, it's um, it's called the two twenty two twenty two Pluto so, return Tara, operation disclosure Tara, official. Tara said, "How rude! My phone didn't <laughs> notify me." I'm sorry, Tara. I normally send it directly to you too. My apologies. That's my bad. When Pluto was discovered and when it was demoted, it has yet to make a full revolution around the sun. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. And I still believe that the earth is flat. So that and hollow and yes. round and a globe all at the same time. So yes, I'm with you on that one. No, I, I don't believe it's a globe, well, but anyway, it's, it has a protective force yes, field. It has a, the firmament. Yes, exactly. So, really quick. We're going to anyway. play this one because this goes back to what we were talking about before. Yes. Hong Kong, yes. hail Hitler. I can't wait to see this. How many guns need to be seized? How much vitriol? do we have to see of Hong Kong, which is an acronym for Hail Hitler, do we need to see by these protesters on social media? Okay, hold on. Hold the fucking phone. <laughs> Maybe I got to educate this bitch. You didn't but, know that Hong Kong? Hold on. Hey there, PM. Was okay? an acronym for Hail Hitler? Hold on a second there, Miss. Whatever the fuck your title is, she's some something, something or other. I, Who knows? Uh, she's worthless. Um, hold on. I, she's a heckler in the Canadian parliament. She's not a heckler. She's one of the people being heckled right now. She should be heckled for that dumbass statement that she just made. She's been heckled all over social media all day for that dumbass. Oh statement my lord! It's an acronym. No, it's, it's honk not. honk are two words. Yes, an acronym. An acronym is letters would be cunt. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> yes, that is an or acronym. Or fuck, fornication under consent of a king. Yep, those are honk, both acronyms. Honk is not an acronym. No, no, that's like word replacement. Oh, what a I, I don't even know that you. She's so I, I, yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. I, I yes, don't know. Sarah, who, space is an ocean. I, I, I don't. Even, it is an ocean of energy. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where people get it from. <laughs> Holy shit. Hong Kong. So, uh, uh I, now I got to go to Revolver for news. Uh, apparently, uh, I like Revolver. They're actually pretty good. They, they are. They're actually pretty accurate. The ABA just mandated wokeness, but Republicans have an ace up their sleeve to save America's law schools. Wait. Yes. The American Bar Association has now mandated uh, wokeness. Okay. I thought you said the ADA. So, no, the okay. ABA. Okay. 
Uh, anybody hoping to become a lawyer in the United States now will have to meekly submit to several rounds of political propaganda thanks to the new decree from the American Bar Association. The American Bar Association and the National Professional Association of American Attorneys, despite being a private organization, the ABA holds substantial real-world influence as it sets professional goals and guidelines for lawyers and, and is the only nationally recognized accreditor of the nation's law schools. So when the ABA starts to tell law schools something, it really does matter. The ABA has posted text, the new rules online and the interpretation of the meeting. While some, uh, some have some wiggle room for now, the ABA's in interpretations encourage schools to implement mandatory classes on the following topics. Interpretation of 303-7. What is don't know what 303-7 is. It is anybody. I don't know. That's why I, was, I just racism, asked. racism, <laughs> interpretation of racism. Yes. Standard 303C's requirement for law schools to provide education on bias, cross-cultural competency, and racism may be satisfied by, among other things, the following. Orientation sessions for incoming students, lecture on these topics, courses to incorporating these topics, or other educational experiences incorporating these topics. While law schools need not add a required upper division course to satisfy this requirement, law schools must demonstrate that all law students are required to participate in substan uh, substantial activity designed to reinforce the skill, cultural competency, and their obligation as future lawyers to work to eliminate racism in the legal profession. <laughs> More like promote racism in the legal profession. So, um, I don't know if anybody wants to go be a lawyer any anytime soon, but if you don't completely understand why, I wouldn't. Uh, what a waste of fucking time. Well, Kyle Rittenhouse is setting himself up to be called a racist again. Oh, well, hold on a second, because I got another one, too, because not only is the ABA doing it, the ADDA is doing it. What's the ADDA? Uh, American Doctors. Of course. Administration. Okay. Okay. Or the ADAD, I guess is what it's called. Uh, top 25 medical schools mandate race-based training in a new study in critical race theory. Okay. So I will say that med medicine is a little weird with race because here, hear me out. Did you know that an African-American woman Generally, the average gestation time when she's pregnant is 36 weeks, but a Caucasian woman, the gestation time is 40 weeks. Okay, so time out, time out, time out, time out. What does that have to do with the, what is that, what does any of that have to do with the color of your skin? Nothing. It is a medical diagnosis. That Correct. is something, a medical diagnosis. Correct. What, has, I'm, what I'm saying is that they, they ignore that in medicine. They ignore the fact that Black people and white people are actually physically different more than just the color of their skin as proven by the average gestation period. So if they are going to get right now, I, I think the fact that they ignore color is worse in medicine, but bringing critical race theory well, into well, it is, well, wait is a minute. not time the way out, to go out, about fixing out. that. I agree. You're right when it comes to that. However, comma, pause for effect. Uh, last time I checked, CRT 
should not be ta being taught in medical school. That's what I just said. Okay. Critical race theory is not the way to solve that. At least 23 of America's 25 most prestigious medical colleges and universities have some mandatory student training or coursework on the ideas related to critical race theory, according to the criticalracetheory.org, which monitors CRT curricula and training. So where is the liberals getting, getting away with saying that this shit's not happening in schools? You Republicans are crazy. Oh, it's not happening in public schools. Bullshit. What do you think? The 23 of the 25 top fucking medical schools are all private? Yeah. No, no. Four of them. Columbia is a fucking open. It's a public school. Okay. Yeah, no, that's true. All right. I don't know if you can see this. Tara just sent this to me. Um, well, text it to me and I'll put I'll it on have, the I'll have to screen. show this up. Um, the radicalization of the medical school education is troubling. This is one, one thing to recognize the health needs are different populations. It's entirely different to inject racial politics into medical care. Demanding that a, a medical school students become activists is dangerous, William Jacobson told uh, Fox News Digital. Jacobson, a clinical professor of law at uh, Cornell, Cornell's a private school. Um, hold on one second. Uh, and uh, legal insurrection website uh, found, funded the criticalracetheory.org sprawling database has previously examined elite K through 12 private schools and 500 of, of America's top undergraduate programs. The mantra of so-called anti-racism movement has no place in medicine. Current racial discrimination in order to remedy the past racial discrimination is wrong. Generally, it's still racist and is dangerous when it comes to medicine and medical care. Yeah. I, I I I just don't know what else to say anymore. Okay, well, talk. I'll say that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to sue Whoopi Goldberg and other celebrities, politicians, and athletes for calling him a murderer. Uh, so Whoopi went on, I believe it was on the View, and called him a murderer after he was acquitted. Uh, LeBron James said he wasn't crying when he was crying uh, on the stand. Um, he's also thinking about sent sent Uger of the young Turks who continues to call him a murderer. So basically Kyle Rittenhouse is starting what he calls a media accountability project where he's going to sue all the liars in the, in the media. So when we said that it may be that, um, Nicholas Sandman, Kyle Rittenhouse and, uh, Dr. Stella, were going to jointly own CNN that that may still come to pass because yeah, he is going to town. He said, um, so let's see. Uh, what about the people who called you a white supremacist? Oh, he went on Tucker. Uh, it makes them pretty hard to get a job for the rest of your life if you're a white supremacist. Will, will you be responding to them, asked Carlson. Absolutely. We are going to hold, hold everybody who lied about me accountable, such as everybody who lied called me a white supremacist, Rittenhouse replied. They're all going to be held accountable and we're going to handle them in a courtroom. He said, my trial exposed a deep corruption in our media that cannot go unanswered. Their blatant lies, defamation, and propaganda were malicious attempts to tear our nation apart and destroy my life, and I am committed to holding them accountable. Me and my team have decided to launch the Media Accountability Project as a tool to help fundraise and hold the media accountable for the lies they said and deal with them in court. From Kyle Rittenhouse. So that is excellent. Go, Kyle. I'm so excited. Um, that is going to be fantastic. So I hope he gets them all. Um, so while Mick is still working on getting this picture up, thank you, Tara. It's quite hysterical. Uh, if, if you thought, actually stand by, 
Okay. Does everybody got it? You got it? I think. Give me a second. Okay. Let me get out of this and should be able to go to it. Boom. Look at that. <clears throat> People say I'm a dictator. It's kind of true though. <laughs> I love it. I like it, Taryn. Well done, ma'am. Um, Your memes are crushing. So uh, I, I have to make, I have to say you were right. Oh, this is a tough one, folks. See this? This is, this is hard. This is rough. Okay. If you've ever been married, you you know how hard this is to say right now. Um, I kept saying they were they were backing off the narrative, and you said no, no, they're coming back with it. Um, they're just gonna come at it a different way, right? They're changing the narrative a little bit, but they're not backing away from. They're it. tweaking it. They're tweaking it. So it's accurate. Yeah, That's what I said. Yeah, new studies coming out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. MRNA vaccine approach could boost bone regeneration. Hmm. Study finds. Yeah. Hmm. So you remember when you broke your neck or yeah. they broke your neck and they put that um, thing. Weird thing around, around me your and neck, I had right? That, yep. And it, it actually shot. It was it was a frequency healer, mm -hmm. which is not even available anymore because it worked too well, mm -hmm. by the way. You can only get it overseas now. Uh, hmm. But it was a prototype here. And I've was, got one just in case anybody yeah, wants it. Yeah, this was like 15 years ago. It was very cool. And it literally healed his neck where they told me that he would have no rotation in his neck and it worked really well. Now they're saying the mRNA vaccine can do the same thing. I don't think so. No, neither do I. This is them changing the narrative because they're still trying to push the vaccines, but in a different way. No, they're tweaking the narrative. Tweaking and the narrative. No, I actually got to give you a win. How's that? Because apparently a lot more, uh, a lot of other people happened to watch that video of Bill Gates the other night. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are now asking the same questions we were asking last night. Yeah. As to like, it, it, I'm not saying small people. I mean, bigger people. You listen to Bonchino again? Actually, no. I was actually <laughs> listening to uh, Axios' little sum up oh, today. Yeah. And liberals are starting to ask the questions like, wait a minute. You said that. Sadly. Omicron, sadly, was a vaccine that didn't make it out fast enough. Surely that has to be a mistake. Sadly. Stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> a. But B, no, it wasn't a mistake because he went on to repeat it three more times. Yeah, sadly. And when I heard that clip, I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? Well, now, Bill Gates, this is great. <laughs> well, isn't this funny? Look at that. I teed this up for you. You could send you it down the so fairway. Did. Bill Gates' linked lab is developing a vaccine that spreads like a virus to vaccinate anti-vaxxers. Okay, a team and Omicron was a test. A team of Bill Gates linked research scientists have announced they are developing a needleless vaccine that spreads itself like a virus, meaning people will catch the vaccine like they would a cold or a flu without the need for needles and injections. The research is being subsidized by, get this, the NIH, which has longstanding financial ties to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, an international team of researchers are working on an experimental self-spreading vaccine that could stop the virus leaping from rats to humans, a phenomenon scientists called zoonotic spillover. You know, so we, we give God praise and we just thank God, yeah, that people are getting well. It's only eternity that will be able to see all the people that we touched. So I tell everybody, please don't wait till you get sick. Don't wait till you can't breathe. Everybody needs to have hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin in their medicine cabinet. Get it. Go on our website, drstellamd.com. Use promo code DEFIANT. You get 5% off. 
if you don't get it, if you wait till you get sick, by the time we mail it to you, it might be two or three days and you'll be going through serious panic. People have ended up in the hospital because they didn't know this information. Share the information with everybody you know. Give them the promo code Defiant. It doesn't matter. Even they don't watch this show. So that they can get this thing, keep it in their medicine cabinet. We don't know what else is going to happen. The last time I heard there was a fluoro, they had Fluorona, they had Delta Crown, they had Omni, Delta, I don't know. They, it looks like they just cook up something at Davos and then create some name and throw it out there and start harassing us. So just make sure, whether it's Furocron, Delta Crown, or whatever, or Omnicron, they are all sensitive to hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Here is the part, here is the thing, right? There are some doctors that are hydroxychloroquine only. There are some other doctors that are ivermectin only. only. Yep. There are other ones that are destinite only. That's not what we do. When we get somebody gets sick, we have a whole cocktail. We give them hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, budesonide. We give them uh, a Z-pack. We give them baby aspirin to stop them from getting blood clots. We give them a steroid to stop the inflammation. We give them, so you know something. So it's a whole cocktail. It's not one medicine. And People I always tell me, well, I got sick and what do I do? What, should I increase my dose? I said, no, go back to the website, sign up as a, a repeat patient and get treated properly. So I just recently started watching you guys and love your show. Uh, awesome. We love you too. By the way, planets are wandering stars and act, aren't actually balls floating in space. Fantastic. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So uh, some people will die who would otherwise have lived, though fewer people will die overall. The other issue is there is no consent for vaccination from, from the, minor, of the majority of patients. But some ethics experts say there are parallels for treating mass populations for public health issues without first getting individual consent, like putting fluoride in the water to dumb everyone down. Okay. Um, We've only got like 10 minutes left real quick. I want to get through these clips real quick because there's some important shit that did, did happen today. Yeah, we might go a little late um, again. Fuck them. But Sorry, Josh. Let me play this moron babbling fool that just runs his neck. Noon. Yesterday, Vladimir Putin recognized two regions of Ukraine as independent states. And he bizarrely asserted that these regions are no longer part of Ukraine and their sovereign territory. To put it simply, Russia just announced that it is carving out a big chunk of Ukraine. Last night, Putin authorized Russian forces to deploy into the region, these regions. Today, he asserted that these regions are actually extend deeper than the two areas he recognized, claiming large areas currently under the jurisdiction of the Ukraine government. He's setting up a rationale to take more territory by force, in my view. And if we listened to his speech last night, and many of you did, I know, he's, uh, he's setting up a rationale to go much further. This is the beginning of a Russian invasion of Ukraine, as he indicated and asked permission to be able to do from his Duma. So let's begin to... Uh, so I, I'm going to begin to impose sanctions in response far beyond the steps we and our allies and partners implemented in 2014. And if Russia goes further with this invasion, we stand prepared to go further as with sanctions. Who in the Lord's name does Putin <laughs> think gives him the right to declare? Uh, this guy just fucks up so many times. I All know. Right. It's so painful Duma, to watch. Duma. What is Duma? Duma is... Uh, Deep? No, it's Cyrillic for mother and he didn't even use it right this guy he couldn't be more <laughs> ill-advised you don't say his duma that's like saying 
your mom's I box. Was, I thought he was in a city or so like Duma was a, a city or a no, a like he asked Duma. He asked his Duma. And his Duma would be his mother. And oh uh, so wait, did Biden try and make a mom joke in Russian? Yes. But it's <laughs> he he used it completely wrong. Right. He's completely lost. He keeps saying shit like, well, uh, today I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to, you think, yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to do it or not? This is a simple, this is a simple situation. Are you pregnant or are you not? I don't know. Let's hear about those. Um, yes, I am by the way. (laughs) Let's let's anyone else think Biden looks like a sleaze stack. (laughs) He he does. He looks actually, he looks like a used car salesman. I'm just saying, um, he he looks like he actually looks like a walking colostomy bag of fuck ups. That's what <laughs> right. he looks well, like, let's, Tara. Let's hear what these ridiculous uh, strong sanctions are that he's going to uh, put on. OK, we'll, we'll listen, <laughs> I guess, some more fucking lost. OK, holy shit. I know it's not very New long. so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors. This is a flagrant violation of international law and demands a firm response from the international community. Over the last few months, we've coordinated closely with our NATO allies and partners in Europe and around the world to prepare that response. We've said all along, and I've told Putin to his face some month, a month, more than a month ago, that we would act together. And the moment Russia moved against Ukraine, Russia has now undeniably moved against Ukraine by declaring these independent states. So today, I'm announcing the first tranche of sanctions to impose costs on Russia in response to their actions yesterday. Trunch. These Sword. have been closely coordinated with our allies and partners <laughs> and will continue to escalate sanctions if Russia escalates. We're implementing full blocking sanctions on two large Russian financial institutions. You mean the ones VEB that pulled out of the international bank and their system? military bank. We're implementing comprehensive sanctions on Russian sovereign debt. That means we've cut off Russia's government from Western financing. They don't want our money. No longer raise money from the West and cannot trade in its new debt on our markets or European markets either. Starting tomorrow and continuing in the days ahead, we'll also impose sanctions on Russia's elites and their family members. They share in the corrupt gains of the Kremlin policies and should share in the pain as well. Because of Russia's actions, we've worked with Germany to ensure Nord Stream 2 will not, as I promised, will not move forward. As Russia contemplates its next move, we have our next move prepared as well. Russia will pay an even steeper price if it continues its aggression, including additional sanctions. The United States will continue to provide defensive assistance to Ukraine in the meantime, and will continue to reinforce and reassure our NATO allies. Today, in response to Russia's admission that it will not withdraw its forces from Belarus, I have authorized additional movements of U.S. forces and equipment already stationed in Europe to strengthen our Baltic allies, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. Let me be clear. These are totally defensive moves on our part. We have no intention of fighting Russia. We want to send an unmistakable message, though, that the United States, together with our allies, will defend every inch of NATO territory and abide by the commitments we made to NATO. We still believe that Russia is poised to go much further in launching a massive military attack against Ukraine. 
Hope I'm wrong about that. Hope we're wrong about that. But Russia has only escalated its threat against the rest of Ukrainian territory, including major cities and including the capital city of Kiev. It's are, Kiev, you fucking dumbass. Well over 150,000 <laughs> Russian troops surrounding Ukraine. All right. I don't, I don't want to listen to this more yeah, no, anymore. You can't. He, he's killing no, me. Although that I did because I figured we would get about that far and then say, no, we can't listen to this anymore. I there's a the next clip. He does talk about gas prices in here, too. Well, well, no, we'll get to that in a second. That's interesting. No, actually, you brought that up. That's a good point, because we brought it up last night. We didn't spend a lot of time on it. But one of the big things you're pushing right now is the reason your gas prices at the pipe pump are going up is because of Russia. That is horseshit, people. We have our own oil reserve. We have our own oil supply. It does not fucking come from Russia. Except we but don't use what anymore. he did, what this dipshit did was he shut down the pipe, the Keystone pipeline. He gave Russia permission to go ahead and open up Nord Stream 2. And we've been trying to get OPEC oil from Europe brought over to the United States to supply us that we could have been taking care of ourselves by now. Because that pipeline should be or just damn near be about complete. But Biden didn't like it because Trump came up with the idea and we're not allowed to be energy independent under the new world order. So under the new world order, this has to happen. But with that, something else that I thought was very interesting about the stuff he was talking about right here, sanctions. He talked about sanctions going on with uh, Russia and the elites in Russia. Oh, I got to have the elites. We got to have the elites in Russia. Okay. Let me tell you something about that one right there. That has nothing to do with something we in the United States can do to the elites in Russia. This is all about the new world order. Why does the new world order need to have a war? Has anybody answered this question to a sector saint part. Why does a new world order need a war? What is about this war that will help the new world order in its ways that it goes or how it goes or how it rebuilds? Is this the great reset? You tell there's, me, because I heard Alex Jones speak on this exact thing today, but I'd like to There's hear your a lot of people that say that this is the great reset, the start of the great reset. I've heard another argument that actually, I think, holds more weight. Right now, the New World Order's goal is to get all three of the big boys on the block, the three guys that are huge, the dudes that are just gigantic, get all three of them going after each other. Get China going after Russia, Russia going after the U.S., U.S. going after China. And it's just one big circle of people just playing flip a fuck so they can destroy the major powers in the world. And by doing that, as long, but there's some things that have to happen here first. We have to have internal turmoil within our country because they already saw what happened during 9-11 when you crashed some planes into our buildings and killed a bunch of Americans. We got pissed off. America came together as one. And then we went out and kicked your fucking ass. And they did not like that one little bit. However, if we have turmoil going on in the country and we don't trust our federal government and the Russians and the Chinese start invading other territories and we start trying to fight a war on two fronts, you've just, you know, dropped your With available forces. already been decimated. Correct. You just eliminated 90 percent. 
But why do they need the war? What did, what are they covering up? What are they trying to hide? What is this start? Is it really the start of an, of the, the re, the great reset? I thought the great reset was supposed to be financial money laundering, child trafficking. What are they covering up? I, I, I don't take, know. Take your pick. Cause I, I don't know. Uh, there's an assortment of crimes. They oh, oh there's, there's a hundred different crimes. I'm not arguing that part. What I'm saying is what is the end state of this? Because I don't see the war itself being the end state. The war war is never good period. It's only good for two parts of any civilization. Normally it's the really wealthy because if they're on the winning side, they're making money while the war is going on. Um, the other side of the country that's doing really well are the politicians because the harder the politicians stand firm, the better off their positions are after the fall. So the question then becomes, what is next after that? I, I can answer that actually. Go for it. Because Klaus Schwab put out a, a sequel to The Great Reset. He did. What's that? He did. It's called The Great Narrative. It is a 90-something page manifesto. He just put it out. I, I'm Literally, I've got an article about it right oh. here. Um, and it, yeah, time is of the essence. And Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum are here to save you from yourself. The climate emergency has arrived and we have no time to waste. The environment is on the brink of disaster and climate change is an existential threat. Let me see here. Oh, you just listed off five, four or five of the things that are written on the plaque uh -huh. or the wall at the so, Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, the great narrative um, acts as part two to the great reset. And uh, let's see, in recognizing the end of COVID mania, the great narrative is an attempted reminder to keep us on edge. It is a grand call to take sweeping action to fight the, quote, climate emergency via Klaus Schwab's credentialed elite. It relentlessly hammers home the apparent necessity of taking dramatic, tyrannical measures to intervene in the climate. And by intervening in the climate, he means radically reorienting every nation on Earth by imposing a totalitarian global governance order. So, According to Schwab, the world must be rapidly transformed according to the designs of a technocratic elite, and we must adopt the ideas and policy preferences of 50 handpicked narrators interviewed for the book, who he describes as, quote, global thinkers and public intellectuals. Whoever's in that book, I can tell you right now, if there's a list of the people and the names, I'm going to tell you right now, that is, uh, those are new all the New World Order members. Uh, let's see. While Schwab entertains a variety of ideologies and political perspectives, there is one group of people who are to be dismissed whole cloth. That group, of course, is individuals and groups that do not buy into his climate narrative. Schwab cannot hide his disdain for these rogue actors who he notes with disgust are largely located in the United States. According to Schwab, the enemies of his kumbaya world include nationalists, populists, individualists, and those who support free markets. Patriots. Mm-hmm. Schwab describes this cohort of supposed evildoers as conspiracy theorists who are responsible for all of the world's ills. These individuals prop up, quote, anti-science movements that prolong the waning of the COVID-19 pandemic, Schwab writes, adding that this group is hindering both public health and more fundamentally, our ability to move forward in unison. He is so scared of us. He wrote a book about us. That's awesome. About how scared he is of us. Hey, Klaus, you're a great big <laughs> pussy. Yes, love for all. Thank you. We are. Thank you, know you so much for coming on. We appreciate you being here. And yeah. I'm glad you're here too. Welcome. Um, so uh, I think we're going to have to do a true spiracy, a whole true spiracy podcast on. The I got to read the book first. And the great narrative. So we'll get into that. Um,
you what what else you got there? I, I got a bunch of stuff, but uh, this is stuff that can wait. We'll uh, save it for tomorrow. Let me let me bring up this other clip. Yeah, of, bring up the other uh, clip of fuckstick, and uh, we'll Biden move forward the from there. Dumbass. Defending freedom will have cost for us as well, and here at home, we need to be honest about that. But as we will do, but as we do this. I'm going to take robust action to make sure the pain of our sanctions is targeted at a Russian economy, not ours. He's talking about not. the price of the, the he's uh, talking about the price of the pump. price of gas. So yeah. you're looking at your price, your prices and fucking uh, and gas just going through the fucking roof, especially if you get fuel oil, home heating oil, anything like that. Fuck all that shit. You, you might as well just go ahead and kiss your ass goodbye because you're going to be paying out the asshole. For By it. the way, I filled up your truck today and it wasn't even empty. And it still Close. cost me $150. Oh, well, I know that. My it was insane. I got a huge guest take on it. Okay. The last one here. Uh, yeah, don't worry about that one. Okay. That's I think we're done. Um, Caught out so, by a change in... Holy shit. Why did that come up? I don't know. That's stupid. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow from, again, at 6.30 Eastern. For a new show, we do not have an interview tomorrow. It's just going to be us going over the news, news today. Um, Hopefully, we'll have some more work on this. I Again, I apologize, Granny, if you're out there. I'm sorry. Uh, like I said, I'm just trying to bring you guys the best best product I can bring you. Um, yep. We do this. Remember, this is uh, another job I do. Just a lot of yep. it's a lot of fun. We enjoy doing it. And uh, we're not going to stop. So. Yeah, you can't stop. Even if even if they fucking arrest me, I don't give a shit. I'm still coming on here and I'm going to tell you all about my arrest and how I was hoodwinked by, uh, uh, you know, Bubba in the can. You know, you might like it. Yeah, it might be a good hood. Anyway, you never know. Um, this Saturday is our first live True Spiracy show. Yep. And we are going to have on Courtney, who is a she's an MK Ultra survivor. Grew up in a Freemason family. Uh on like they were members of the Jekyll Island club. I mean, this is no joke. We're going to go deep into, and she loves to talk about bloodlines. And yes. so do we, we're so of course talk, we're going to kick oh, it off with bloodlines it because is, it, we're going to go, we're going to go deep in the paint on this one. So uh, definitely tune in Saturday uh, about nine o'clock on Twitch. Is it nine? Well, or is we're it starting, about? I think it's, it's, it's at nine. Like we're, we're, we scheduled the interview for eight 30, but I figured we want to do a little prep with her first. Just, yeah. yeah, just so so we'll go live probably about between eight forty five and nine. Okay. Um, and uh, and by popular demand, we are going to have a new sponsor here soon. Um, yeah, because everybody's been asking me about gold, yes, silver, gold and silver. How do I get my hands on gold and silver? Who do you guys trust? Who do you guys use? And, and honestly, quite honestly, we we were trying to set up one. Um, and the one we were going to set up uh, kind of went through another, um, someone that we ended up not having full trust in. So yes. we didn't want to pass that along. And, and also we don't want to ever promote any products that we've not personally used. Right. So everything that we promote on here is stuff that we personally use. We trust from my pillow experience, Dr. Stella, Stella Dr. Dr. Sherwood, um, culture of life. Yep. And uh, and capital punishment. I mean, everything. Don't worry, folks. No, I have not worn the culture of life stuff. I have. Right? But um, but, you know, everything on here we believe in. And honestly, I didn't want to bring on a gold and silver guy until we went through the process of buying gold and silver ourselves through him. And we didn't have any money until recently. So uh, we couldn't really do that. Um, so now we do. I started going through that process today. It's super easy. Um, he's fantastic. I had a great conversation with him. So, uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott is going to be coming on the show. 
Um, and uh, so he's he's getting our link set up now and he will be on next week uh, and weekly to do like a, an economics corner. Let us know what's going on in the world with money, because honestly, I'm I'm OK with money. Nick is horrible at money. Nick is terrible. He might be able to tell you like that. Get your money out of the stock market because the dollar is going to crash. But um, he'll turn around and spend it on a bunch of bullshit. And don't give me that look because, you know, it's true. <laughs> she hates the fact that I buy guns, people. It's not guns. <laughs> bullshit is not I'm guns. fine with the guns that's not what i'm talking about shit 90 anyway. percent of the shit i buy is guns <laughs> don't even give true. me that you know i had a, i had a meme the other day that had this picture of this really jagged dude and he's standing out in the middle of nowhere and he's just standing there and it says when you realize that all of the cash you just got in your paycheck is going towards guns yes okay and then on thursday we're gonna have chucker bob uh who's running for governor of south, south carolina, carolina yes on the show um so definitely tune in for that so um, another that, another grassroots patriot who's yes. uh, again not getting any support from the GOP. So, folks, listen. I'm, I'm telling you, find your own. Hey, if you know of somebody, uh, if you live in another state and there's somebody running in your state, they are grassroots and they are America first, and you believe them to be patriots. Please send them an email, send them a link, especially if you know them. If you don't know them, and you can just direct us in their their yeah. way, we'll we'll I'll reach, reach out. out to them. I have no problem. I reach out to political candidates all the time. So. Uh, we're all about bringing those people on. If you got questions you want us to ask ask us we're gonna ask them yes most definitely um, unless it's something like ridiculous like how big is your cock i mean i i, I guess maybe if it was like um i mean i might ask an irishman that but i don't know that i'd ask zoe warren or trucker bob that because you might be embarrassed yeah i would be <laughs> so just saying just okay. keeping it real so like share subscribe tell your friends about the show i'm so excited to have new listeners love for yes. all 89 uh share it with your friends. bt wallace yes thank BT you wallace, so much love it um tara tara's our invisible co-host yes so. she's always here yes but not really it. here yeah if so. you get it we'll, we'll bring her on one day for an actual show just because we already have had her on no we haven't had tara on we had we oh had that's Jack right again. we had suburban mama yeah that's right yep we'll have um, to bring tara on yes that's what i said we'll have to bring tara on most definitely. She, she brings up some good memes. Yeah. I'll put her in charge of the meme. Gillick. <laughs> okay. He needs to replenish the guns that were lost. Yes. See? <laughs> in the pond. Yes. Tara said he needs to replenish the guns that were lost in the pond, actually. Um, we might we might have to dredge the pond. So, you know, hopefully those condoms lasted. <laughs> you, you never, ever know. You never know. Either way, folks, again, okay. thank you so much. Go over, check out Josh and the Red Pill Project. And yep. again, if you haven't looked at any of the other podcasts, one of these days we're going to put out a list of all of our friends' podcasts. So that way you can go look at them all. Uh, Deplorable Nation, um, Cannabis in Combat. Red uh, Pill Project. Red Pill Project. We the People Radio. We the People Radio. Um, uh, Jack's, uh, yeah, two, two Jacks, Jacks and a Scotch. Scotch. Uh, Righteous Mind Podcast. Righteous Mind Podcast. Um, um, I mean, there's, shoot, there's so many, there, I, I there, can't even keep up with them. There really, there really are. There's, there's so many, I mean, just people that we've had on here, uh, forbidden knowledge news. Yep. Um, we went on their show. That was fantastic. Um, New York Patriot. Yeah. New York, um, uh, big dumb podcast. Yes. Big dumb, uh, tinfoil hat. I think, uh, I'm, I'm now I've taken over working on that one. Cause I have more patience than you do. Um, rained out rant cast legit bat. Yeah, uh, you might want to go listen to New York Patriot stuff before we. I've already been there. Continue with yeah. that one because I higher, don't. The higher side chat. I'm. I'm not getting in the middle of that drama. They uh, have beef between the two of them. I've heard both sides. I'm not getting in the middle of it. We'll discuss it off air. All right. Yeah. So. Well, no, we could discuss it right here. Uh, me and you, and 
our listeners. Well, our listeners expect, expect us to be honest. We might be open okay. and honest so about it. Transparent. From my understanding is that, so uh, New York Patriot went on Tinfoil Hat. Sure did. I it listened to the interview. Didn't go that well. No. At all. No. Well, it, it was all right. It was okay. It it wasn't a banger. It wasn't, wasn't as, great. As Sam would say, yeah. it wasn't a banger. Um, and, and I, I think Sam expressed that, that it wasn't, wasn't the best episode they've ever done, but didn't come out and directly attack them. They, however, did came out and, and started talking shit about Sam and attacked Sam. And then Sam got pissed and he started attacking them back. Right. So that then, then we're in a little cat fight. Okay. He they're, said, she said, right. They're, they're literally having a fucking Twitter war. Okay. Okay. Some bullshit drama. Then the whole thing got dropped. And then just recently, New York Patriots started going after him again. And I don't know why. I don't know what the instigation was behind that. So now it's all big drama. And honestly, I'm, you know what? I, I like them both. I know New York Patriot. We've talked to him personally. He seems like a nice guy. If he's got some beef with Sam, that's his beef. That's not my beef. I, I watch Sam's podcast. We've not met him personally, but I hope we will soon. He's actually going to be coming to this area here doing some shows soon. So, hmm. you know, um, again, if he's got beef with New York Patriot, that's his beef. That's not our beef. No, I got you. So I'm not getting I, I'm involved. not, uh, I'm just wondering. I, I saw I some shit. I heard I some shit. It was, I, fucking, I don't... it was a Twitter war that blew out of proportion. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have that. You're going to have mean <laughs> tweets, folks. You're going right. to have mean tweets yes. on those big jobs. But be careful because wrong think might get you a visit from the FBI. Yeah, well, as we just learned tonight. No also, shit. hey, again, real quick, just all of you, please just do me a favor. All of our, our long term listeners. If you listeners, came in late and you missed the first half of the show, please go check out this Gives and Go for me, please. Uh, defend Patriot Luna at givesandgo.com. At givesandgo.com. Check him out. Read his story. Uh, he was on earlier tonight. If you came in late, please listen to the audio podcast of this where you can actually hear him, especially if you were having audio issues and you couldn't hear it. But please check this guy out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got to be honest. I feel really, really bad for him. Um, I, I that's just it, what he talked about in his family and everything. That's just fucking horrible. Um, and it, it makes me again, this is what fucking keeps me up at night, makes me sick to my stomach, makes me just want to find somebody and beat the fucking snot out of them. Yeah. But that's just me. I, I get real wrapped around the axle with this stuff because, I, because it is feel, my country. I, because you feel betrayed also. Yeah. I mean, we've been lied to every single one but of us has been lied to. I, I, I want to say this. I think you personally take it harder than I do per se. I, I, I honestly, I was not that shocked and I'd heard bits and pieces of the story before, but I've the one that's been saying they're all corrupt that especially the ones at top, and, uh, you know, they don't give a shit about the law. Yeah, you yeah. personally, I think you take it harder. You feel more betrayed because you were such a part of that community for so long. It, what, yes and no. But the thing that really irks me is that, folks, there's the law and the law is black and white. OK, I don't care about the colors that I just used. You want to say pink and orange? Fine. Pink and orange. We'll call it pink and orange just to uh, appease the fucking. We don't no, fuck no, I don't give a people. fuck about them. It's nope. black and white. Yeah, OK, it is It's black and white. There's no gray area there. If you fuck up and you break the law, you broke the law, you're going to jail. That's just what happens. Um, but it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, not it, manipulate the data to make well, it guilty well, until proven innocent. Would Sorry. you stop? I get all worked up too. But the time there is a part of it that says you have you you have the right to A, face your confessor, but B You mean your you mean your accuser. Accuser, whatever. And you have the right to go to trial. We got to stop this plea bargaining bullshit. 
we got to push this shit out. We got to do what a lot of the January 6th defendants are doing. Don't listen to the media. I have not. We've heard all these stories. I've read all these stories recent, just recently, too, about how all these January 6th defendants are taking plea deals. No, from everything that Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying, no, they're not. No. Not a single one has taken a plea deal, which is outstanding. I think which also, uh, Shit, I, I don't want to get into it now, but it was yeah. a whole other thing. We're going to get into it tomorrow night, but I'm going to talk about tomorrow night about what the liberals are worried about. Because there's some shit coming out now that's really making liberals shake and quake in their boots. And there's a lot of shit that's about to hit the fan. And you're going to hear it here first. And then when it happens, you can come back and say, well, shit, you told me about that. I should have known that was coming. But wow, this has really got some far. There's a lot of stuff that's just about to drop. Far-reaching implications, folks. And I can tell you it's not going to drop tomorrow. But I can tell you what took over the news cycle today is Ukraine. Almost like Biden predicted it would. Hmm, that's what why. he wanted wag the dog so there's a lot of stuff about to come out um and right now fucking nancy pelosi uh hillary clinton barack obama let me oh! make sure i say that one barack obama is big mike in there um, too i don't know damn it but they're still trying to figure out if big mike is a male or a female but apparently the mike that was in barack's high school class or college class michael robinson he disappeared Yes, and he looks exactly like Michelle Obama. And apparently he died yeah, he under did su suspicious. Yes. Oh, yeah. According. We're, we'll get into that. That's why, night that's, too. Her, her name is literally Michelle Robinson Obama. I, I, okay. Sorry. I know. Big Mike. We Big know Mike. Big Mike's a dude yep. with a gigantic schlong. Yes. I get it. We've seen it flopping around. Again, we're going to get into all this tomorrow night, but I'm just letting you know. That's tomorrow night. Uh, for now, again, we appreciate you coming out tonight and all of our new listeners. Thank you and welcome. Uh, make sure you catch catch the audio podcast, uh, especially if you had problems. I apologize if you had problems. I'm going to try and fix that tomorrow. And uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow night, 630. Yeah. Have a good night. And uh, I'm not going to take it. Not going to take it. Thanks for listening. Good night, folks.